0: stars in Toronto Fantasy Football.
1: Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com Studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? We're doing fantasy football news, phone calls, everything you can think of. If you're new to the show, welcome home. Welcome home, subscribe if you're new, punch the thumbs up button no matter what, and let's get into the news. From the Fantasy football News Desk, here is your breaking news. So, kind of a lot going on today. Uh, first and foremost, we talked about both of these topics last show, so we won't beat a dead horse on the same stuff, well at least we'll, we'll try not to, but uh, Brees Hall signing officially his rookie contract that was supposed to go down late yesterday and we waited and we waited we heard it would probably go down and then it finally went down today hall signed a nine million dollar 3.7 uh signing bonus deal with the new york football jets yes i said new york football jets i know giants fans get mad when i say that but i say it on purpose i think the jets are turning things around In similar fashion and blueprint to the Cincinnati Bengals. And you get people that come in all the time and say things like, The Bengals? You can't call them the Bengals. Yeah, actually I can, Bob. Because I'm the one that said the Bengals would win the division and march into the playoffs the way they did. And everybody called me a fool. And I'm telling you right now, Smitty, the Jets are the Jets. How's Brees Hall going to do good on the Jets? He's on the the Jets. The Jets never do good, Smitty. But Smitty... (laughs) Just wait. Get your popcorn ready, you Brees Hall doubter, you. All you Brees Hall doubters out there, get ready. It's going to be a painful year. This man, like I have on this graphic right here, on an Instagram post. I can't wait to read all the comments that because I posted it just a little while ago. Uh, Hall will finish as a top 5 to 10 running back. And then you swipe. And the next slide, I say Hall's going to have 10 plus TDs. And then you swipe. And the next slide, go, go to my Instagram if you haven't already. You can follow me. Rich here, so go check it out, and, uh, anyway, I put, I put this, this carousel of, 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 graphics up, and I can't wait to hear all the pushback and people getting upset, because it's the, it's the Jets, the, they couldn't possibly change somebody, I mean, I didn't watch the draft or anything, but, uh, they couldn't have possibly had the best draft in the history of the last, I don't know, Decade? They couldn't have possibly had the best draft, Smitty, on both sides of the football. They would have to have had the best draft on both sides of the football, Smitty, for Brees Hall to be good. They did? Oh, never mind, Smitty. <laughs> Love Brees Hall. Love Brees Hall. Like, look, is anybody asking you, is your boy Smitty asking you right now to draft this man inside the top 10? Wrong. No, I'm not. Is anybody asking you to take a big risk and and, and, and and be mad at me later because he takes maybe four weeks to get fully going or five weeks, maybe six weeks? Yeah, draft him at your own risk if you're going to not listen to the instructions that go along with all the Brees Hall hype that I've been cranking out the last month. If you're going to go ahead and draft this guy, we have people that don't quite listen to what Smitty says. They hear what I say about a guy breaking out. They hear me talk about Kenneth Walker being a top five to ten running back, Brees Hall being a top five to ten running back, and then I hear a lot of "Smitty, you just love rookies." I don't love rookies. I didn't love Cam Akers. I didn't love. There's a lot of rookies. I don't love the wide receiver class. We'll talk to, talk about some wide receivers in a second because we got Christian Watson news. I don't love all rookies. I just know what time it is. And rookie running backs tend to hit things out of the park right out of the gate. And when you got a guy like Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, who I projected not because they're the top-ranked rookies after the draft and everybody thinks they're good, so... Oh, I'll go ahead and jump on. These are two guys I projected and broke down to be really amazing football players at the next level. And if the right situation came along, they could become elite. Now, Kenneth Walker's got a little bit of a of a complicated situation. I don't think that it can't not be elite. It's just not going to be great out of the gate right now. And when I pump up Kenneth Walker's skill set, when I tell everybody how good this guy is going to be, and I get people in my mock drafts drafting him in the third and fourth round, I scratch my head because that's not what I'm saying. Same thing with Brees Hall. He is a top five to ten running back trapped inside a fourth round ADP, maybe mid third round ADP. You know, in the third round for sure, locked and loaded. Stop with the the entire reaching you know, process here, guys. Stop reaching on the guys that we're pumping up and making them, you're degrading their value. You're hurting their ADP and you're you're putting all the risk on your plate. And then you're going to come to me later on and say, Smitty, you, like a guy said, Smitty, you're going to make me lose my league if Brees Hall busts. Do you realize that? And I said, uh, Bob, the thing is, you're not going to, this is his voice. What am I doing? I'm saying, Bob, you're not going to lose your league, Bob. But Smitty, if you miss on Brees Hall, Smitty, I'm going to lose my league. No, you're not, because I'm telling you to draft him in the fourth round. I'm telling you to draft him in the third round. If this guy sat behind Carter at a 40% timeshare for four weeks, he would earn you mid-third to fourth-round value. That's in your, the, not even worst-case scenario, nightmare scenario. Okay, worst-case scenario to me is in the third, fourth round, you're getting a guy that might be 60-40 in the advantage With Carter for three, four, maybe five weeks. 60, 40. He'll be fine. You want rookies to sometimes get inched along, pushed along slowly. You don't want these guys coming out of the gate getting Najee Harris type volume every single time. These rookies will hit rookie walls, ease them in. It's fine. 60% is plenty for week one. And that's what I project to happen. This guy signed. This guy's a top 10 running back. Brees Hall to the moon. To the moon. He is one of the Moon Men. The Moon Men. Dropping loads in outer space. Space Monsters. Space Monsters is right. Breeze hole. Get breezed. Get breezed. Get breezed. Bring the breezed out. Bring the breezed hate. We love it. We live for it. This is why this man is already... At the space station. Preparing for his final voyage over to the moon. He's already out of the atmosphere. Every single one of these guys is already out of the atmosphere. The moon, man. Joe Burrow's already on the moon. it's in outer space. Hall is at the space station. Preparing for his voyage. ETN, same thing. Space says. Javante, same thing. Trey Lance, same thing. Tony Pollard, same thing. Rashad White is kind of in the atmosphere. He's not quite landed on the space station yet. Dalton Schultz is literally sitting in the space station now, pressing buttons, uh, waiting it to, to launch. So there's your moon men. For right now, I'm adding to it. Nobody complain. Nobody get all mad and say, where's where's Kenneth Walker? Just in due time, in due time, let's have a little fun with it and let's pump it up and let's let's add these guys slowly, if you know what I'm saying. Also, I want to thank everybody that is a YouTube exclusive member. We're going to do some YouTube exclusive chats throughout the, the week, every single week. And so, if you're not a member of the YouTube exclusive membership, which I'm pinning right now in the live chat, and you can you can you can see the join button, I think above the chat anyway, or somewhere um, it might be somewhere above. But I pin that chat that 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 link, and anytime anybody becomes a, a YouTube exclusive member, we do a standing ovation, mashed potato applause. Herbert is president of the Space Monsters. Just wait, Brian. Just wait until you find out what Herbert's role is, okay? Because he's going to be flying the shuttle, okay? He's not—he's not a part of this because he's already like he's already been exploring out in space for a while. He'll be—he'll be driving. He'll be flying this shuttle on over to the moon. So just have patience with that one. Yes, you're correct, Smitty. Thinking of trading the one point one for Fournette. Uh, Chucky, take a big lap. Okay, did you know Melvin Gordon went to Baltimore before he got re-signed in Denver and they turned him down and signed Mike Davis instead? says overcome. Um, There was a lot of talk about why that deal fell through and Melvin Gordon was supposed to go to Baltimore. That's why I always use the example uh, of if this button could send him to Baltimore in a trade, everybody and their mother would press it and you'd press it recklessly. You'd think selfishly, you'd think short term. You'd be like, okay, if I press this button, Javante Williams will be the loan back but what I'm telling you is I wouldn't press this button because I feel that Melvin Gordon is a gift that keeps on giving and if you don't press the button and you could avoid sending Melvin Gordon to Baltimore in a trade right now you would be doing yourself a service because now you get Javante as your second drafted player I don't know if you guys remember that that two-headed monster video I did and I'm gonna redo it because we can't really do it anymore with Javante Williams but it was a a video where you could you literally would trade into a pick around 3 or 4 overall if you got the 1 pick overall so you'd have the 1 and the 4 it was a way to deploy that 2 headed monster approach that I feel like I coined like 20 years ago um, but but you basically, in, in a bunch of articles, and bold predictions, and, and on CBS Sports Radio and NBC Sports Radio, talking about the two-headed monster, talking about bold trading, talking about draft pick trading. Look, some of you found me through the draft pick trading and aggressive like trade tactic and, and draft negotiation stuff because te- people tend to find my content through a search that finds draft pick trading, how to aggressively get into a two-headed monster. So your boy Smitty definitely, uh, I feel like, had, had something to do with that name two-headed monster uh and coining it but trading up to Javante you don't know you don't have to do it anymore you can get the organic two-headed monster now by having JT at one and maybe Javante falling or at least trading up a baby little trade up in the second round and you could get the two headed monster JT and Javante imagine imagine that two-headed monster imagine it imagine it unbelievable What's up Blackbeard, what's up Silver, what's up Ale, what's up James, what's up Kenny, appreciate Silver, everybody being in here, first in the building today was Bo, according to my, Bo Axe and, uh, and Jeb and Big Dog and Ron Navy and Smitty80 and Nathan and Blackbeard. And Chucky Fox, and Calvin, and James, and Raphael, and Dan, and Carl Saul, and all you amazing people. Kenny P, uh, uh, Pearson, Jeff, thank you all for being here. You guys rock. I would keep going, but we have to move on. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Overcome, and we'll definitely have the phone lines open if you want to call in a little bit. you become kind of a usual call-in-in, pal. So appreciate you now, Lenny Fournette. We we barked at him pretty hard yesterday. He barked back. He clapped back. Not necessarily at us, but I think you know at the the fantasy football space in general. Social media, the storm that came upon Leonard Fournette, the social storm, the social media uh, uh, negativity that I feel I feel bad about partaking in. Look, I feel bad about it. I don't like. I don't like making any player feel bad. I'm not saying he saw our stuff directly, but feeding into it. I know John uh Josh Jacobs has seen a lot of the, a lot of my stuff cuz he blocked me because I blasted him that that one year where he told all of his fans to F off and and said F your fantasy, F this, F that. And so like, you know, sometimes you you clap back at a player very rarely where I feel like I want them to see it and they deserve to see it very rarely. But, like, I, I have nothing bad against Fournette. He sounds like a good dude, you know, in, in, in many ways. You know, it seems like he he is a family man. Like, I'm not trying to make this man feel bad. I'm not trying to belittle him or talk about his weight or anything like that in a non-football sense. But this guy's got an obligation as a starting running back in the NFL, as a professional athlete, to bring his A game. And when there's a player that gets drafted behind him that we consider an absolute monster. Yeah. Rashad White the to the moon. We're going to kind of come for you a little bit and, and and let you know that Rashad White's nipping at your heels. Rashad White's season's in full effect. No one knows it yet. We know it here on the Fantasy Football Show. But this guy Leonard Fournette clapped back and said, I wouldn't have the same energy, or they wouldn't have the same energy in your face, so why entertain them? See you all on September 11th. Now, I like his attitude, you know? I'm glad Leonard Fournette didn't pull a Josh and and do what he did um i'm glad he he he's taking it like as motivation maybe he'll i don't wish him failure i i don't wish him failure i do feel like Rashad White's going to take his job i do feel like there's some things that you can measure some some factual based things like he's always hurt you can look at his game log you can look at his games missed every year he doesn't play full seasons i don't think he's ever played a full season you, you can look at his drop passes. You can look at uh, the fact that he came in overweight at 260 pounds. You can look at the fact that he's getting older. And dropping that weight is going to be extremely hard for his body to to endure. And And we saw the treadmill video. Like, we're not making stuff up, okay? We have actual physical evidence as to this guy's potential maybe slide. Okay, maybe he climbs back up. I'm not saying it's impossible for him to regain what people thought he was holding in terms of value at second round ADP. You guys remember some of my mock drafts a couple of months ago. Brian came in here and was pumping Fournette up. And I said, there's no way he's going in the second round on the regular, is he? And he was. He was climbing. Brian was right. He, he, he climbed right into the 20, 18, 19, 20 range. Um, he's been since falling since the, the news that the that, that, that playoff Lenny has become, uh, you know, 260-pound Lenny. And so there's a lot of people that are that are absolutely, you know, dropping him into the third round. But there's still a lot of supporters that say they're going to buy on the dip, and that's fine. We're, we're, we're okay with this. I don't want Leonard Fournette to fall out of the third round. I think people misunderstand what I really want out of this. I want Leonard Fournette to go in, in round two. I don't want my people, I don't want you drafting Leonard Fournette in round two, but why on earth would we not want Leonard Fournette to continue to go above players we like better? I want Brees Hall to fall below Leonard Fournette every single time, and Brian, if you're in here, I believe we had a Brees Hall versus Leonard Fournette bet. Someone written in here remind me what the bet was, if it was with Brian or who it was with was Brees Hall versus Leonard Fournette because I absolutely lost my mind when I found out that Lenny was going consistently in the 18 to 24 range I lost my mind I'm like what year is this am I in the wrong am I in bizarro world where am I at why is Leonard Fournette going in the second round did I miss something did I just wake up from a coma and, and and miss an entire like season what is going on here? I have a really good handle on ADP. I have 20 years of experience of knowing ADP like the back of the, uh, the back of my hand. And Leonard Fournette's second round ADP snuck up on me like the Bruce coming around the corner on a phone call. I just didn't see it coming. And so I lost it. I told Brian I'd make him a bet. I forget what the bet was. If someone can please let me know what it is. I believe Brian is in here. If Brian's not in here, you can come in and tell us later. East Coast Taddy, appreciate you being here. Um, Anyway, this guy clapped back uh, and and said, You know, I'll I'll show you on September 11th. Show us, Lenny. Show us. This guy shows up 260 pounds. As you get older, dropping those LBs in a quick period of time is going to put your body in a weak state, a weaker state than it should be, right? Leonard Fournette is going to be vulnerable more so than ever. To, to little nicks and bruises and injuries and if you don't think that's the case if you think oh Smitty what makes you a doctor you know what makes me a doctor 20 years of not being a doctor and, <laughs> and observing this stuff you know I may not have a doctor to I may not have a doctorate I may not have a degree on the wall that says doctorate but I've got I've got a journalism degree and a psych degree mind you so maybe I can break it down from from a psychology point of view, and maybe I maybe I don't have the skills uh, uh, of a doctor to break it down. But well, your boy Smitty comes with models and experience in twenty years of of pattern recognition. They got that that upside down. There we go. Patellar tendon. we we got it all, bro. We got it all. Oh, foot long, Lenny. <laughs> Lenny Lacy, <laughs> you guys, are, you guys are brutal, bro. You guys are brutal. Meat suit, Lenny. That uh, meat suit was my comment about myself. I said I feel like when I'm running these days to, to belittle myself. Uh, I said, hey, look, uh, you know, I, I have a doctorate in ADP science. That's correct, Avatar. That's a great way to put it. Uh, your boy Smitty said, okay, you know, we're gonna start talking about Leonard Fournette's weight gain. I don't want to body shame anybody, so I said, let's body shame myself. You know, I feel like when I'm running right now these days, I'm running with a meat suit on. It's absolutely heavy. It's hard on my knees. This is what, this is what, I almost said Eddie Lacy. Leonard Fournette's dealing with right now as he's trying to drop the LBs. He's dealing with, a, a, a it's a harder haul to pull around, bro. And, you, you know, you have knee issues or you have any kind of issues at all that could be creeping up. And you're older and you got to drop these big LBs. I don't think it's going to end well for him. Injury. If he has a tough time staying healthy on the on the regular, um, we got it. We got a YouTube exclusive member. Who do, who do we have? David. David. Kind sir, I I had the the alerts off for some reason. I don't know what was going on now, but David, let me throw you let me throw you up on the on the screen here, kind sir. David is a YouTube exclusive member. Everyone just joined right now. Let's put David up on the on the big screen here. David, why is why is this not showing up? What is going on now? There we go, David. David, appreciate you.
2: Where's your mashed potatoes?
1: Yeah, buddy. Good job, David. Appreciate you, David. So, David is, is a new YouTube member. If you join, you will also have your name up above. I'm not sure. i got to figure out why my alerts aren't coming up. But, David, we salute you, David. We appreciate you. Leonard Fournet avoid. Um, J.K. Dobbins, we did all that yesterday. Avoid. Super Chat above. Okay, let me go look for it. Super Chat above. Who is this? Kenny, Kenny Powers dropping a super. Love my boy, Kenny. Kenny says Silver's on the clock. Can you get his voicemail after the news? Yeah, Silver's on the clock. Can you get his voicemail? Yes, I will. I will. I will get. I will get breezed after the call. All right. Uh, that you know that, that's those those two pieces of news. Now we got to move on to this piece right here. Okay, uh, Christian Watson, second round uh, wide receiver rookie for the Green Bay Packers signed his four year rookie contract today. What do we expect out of this kid, um, Kentucky Fried Lenny? You guys are brutal. You guys are brutal. That's a that's a that's a that's that's one I've seen before, I think. But that that one's bad. Um, what do I think of Christian Watson? I think Christian Watson has a real opportunity to buy like week five, six, seven, eight, somewhere somewhere around mid mid season. Um to get a real grip on the number one wide receiver work in Green Bay. Now, Aaron Rodgers usually takes a lot longer to build rapport. 140 of you in here, please punch the thumb up button. I appreciate everybody being here. Subscribe if you're new. Hit that subscribe
0: button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door.
1: Welcome home. Uh, Christian Watson, like normally Aaron Rodgers moves these wide receivers along slowly, but he's got a short window of time. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have time to mess around. On top of that, he doesn't he doesn't uh, have a wide receiver room. It's very thin. So he's gonna force Watson along quicker than we've ever seen him force a rookie along. So I don't want to hear though he doesn't he doesn't ever you know rush wide receivers along. That's it's a totally irrelevant, you know, statement or way of look at looking at this. It's a to- totally different scenario. So I, I think Watson has a real opportunity by, I don't know, I would say. Mid season, maybe week six, week seven, week eight. I, I don't know when their bye week is, but coming off the bye week, when's the Packers' bye week? Somebody give me the bye week for the Packers. Also, we got a vote here. Um, Brees Hall, this this vote I am going to pin in the chat right now. This Hall, how many touchdowns will Brees Hall score in twenty twenty two Let's let's uh, let's all drop a vote in here, okay? I I, I guess you won't know the number I put right <laughs> it isn't glaring here's the the link for the vote and then i'll repin the the, the exclusive membership but here's the vote let's see what all what you what you all think replace pin link there we go that link is pinned let's watch these live results come rolling in and see what you all think about about Brees hall and touchdown production Okay, so why is that over there? I have to figure out why my alerts are over there. Uh Brees Hall, six to ten TDs, eight votes. And you can see the results live here. We got a super chat from uh, Where Are We Now? Where Are We Now wants to know. Um where are we now? I don't know. Appreciate you being here. If you have a question, ask it, and I will answer you, my good buddy. Appreciate the super chat. Fourteen votes, six to ten. Seven votes, eleven to fourteen. Three votes for zero to five. Who think? Who in here? Raise your hand. Does anybody want to call in? If you believe that he will not score, uh, Brees Hall will not score more than five TDs. I would love for you to call in and, and state your case. I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to go at you. I just want you to call in and explain yourself. Uh, we've got three votes for fifteen plus. Who are those? That's not me. I you saw my vote ahead. I had eleven to fourteen. I think he's going to score between like ten and thirteen touchdowns. I really do. I think Brees Hall going to have a big rookie year. Uh, but very, very, very impressed by three people thinking fifteen or more. I like that. Six to ten is is the overwhelming favorite so far. Twenty one votes. 11 to 14, 9, and 0 to 5, 3 votes. I'm very, very intrigued by that That 0 to 5, and I want someone to call in. Um, here's the phone line. Call into the show. Dial
3: 602 nfl
1: So dial in. Let's check back on this poll later. But uh, you guys can dial into the, the phone line now.
0: Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show.
1: To the show, down six zero two NFL. Dang! Can't move this. I'm trying to move this right here. Ah, it's so annoying. We got these super chats dropping in, and I can't see them. And I got to figure out why. So bear with me as I try and grab this and pull it over. James Conklin's calling in. James, James, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you?
0: What's up, Smitty? I think a lot of people aren't understanding the Brees Hall situation fully. I what think you... they're just falling into the Jets of the Jets. They're always going to be the Jets.
1: Well, I don't know if people aren't understanding um... the full Breeze Hall situation as much as they refuse to accept it. I mean, people, people aren't just, like, sleeping at the wheel. They know they had a good draft. They had to have heard it by now. Um, people are watching football. That,
0: not even that. They've been... They've been building an offensive line for three years. You still have Makai Beckley. You know, I mean, that offensive line is going to be atrocious when it comes to running the ball. You can't just sit there and pack the box against Brees Hill or Brees Hall because they have wide receivers. They have yeah. a quarterback that will swing.
1: Well, like, bro, bro, remember I, I went through. I went through. The, I went through this to an extreme extreme degree with the Bengals, and now that looks laughable. Like people, people looking back on on those people that would come at my neck and say. Bengals when the division are you out of your mind you know how good the browns are smitty do you know how good the browns are look at the browns now the Browns, right you know what i mean like trash i I, I, how can the jets not turn it around they literally transformed their entire offense and their entire defense in the draft alone that we just witnessed And, and and people are literally trying to pin the they are they are the jets like, like, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how people don't consider the rookie draft that they just dropped. This, I mean, this is the best draft I've ever seen, bro, from a team, because of how they hit I mean, it, it on both sides that. of the I football.
0: Mean, they hit a, a, a slam dunk with their last receiver draft. Like, it, yeah. it's not like, it's not like they're not going to be able to possess the ball, right? Robert Sala is a defensive coach. He wants to grind the game out at most, right? Like, so even if he is in a 40% split, he's going to get, I don't know, maybe 16, 17 touches, not even including anything in the passing game. Hey, it's, it's atrocious what people are saying about the Jets. And that offensive line is better than the Bengals were last year.
1: Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Let's check out the poll. Let's see what people are saying. So on the poll we have six I to ten touchdowns.
0: I, I got him eleven to fifteen.
1: Yeah, I, I put him at uh, I put him in eleven to fourteen, just to kick the poll off. But but I easily could see him scoring fifteen touchdowns. But I think it's safe to say like ten to ten to fourteen. I I think it's where I kind of feel safe about it. I don't want to be reckless with it. I don't want to get people overly excited. But eleven to fourteen is where I put him. Uh, Twenty five vote six to ten. That's not bad. Um, majority, so with 35 votes, only seven votes had him. Or no, only four votes had him below the six touchdowns. Yeah. We had three people with the 15. So you voted so those, 15. Those,
0: those, those, are, those, are, those are people that have Mark, Michael Carter in their, in their dynasty league, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to. Yeah, probably, bro. <laughs> but what you don't understand is they traded up to get him. They valued this guy as a first-round pick. Yeah.
1: These, the, people just don't so, want to see it, man.
0: That's all I... That,
1: I don't know what it is. Yeah, what I don't know I like why. Probably, I have no explanation for it, bro.
0: I mean, keep pushing him down. I'll keep getting him after etn. Like my backfield is gonna be Javante etn and Brees Hall, and I am gonna tell him, to "Cash my money."
1: I know, right? bro. Especially Whatever. if you get, especially if you get like, imagine getting, um, yeah, Jamar Chase, Javante, Brees Hall, yeah, t- etn. T- Chase is my keeper. Yeah, but 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 but, <laughs> bro, you can draft this team right here. Look look, I don't know if you can see my screen. This is probably my favorite team that you could, you know, this is one of the favorite teams that, I, that you can assemble. Hold on. Marker down. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. I don't know if you can see my screen, but let's say you get Jamar Chase right here. Let's say you get Javante right here. Let's say you get ETN right here or Brees Hall, vice versa, whichever one. So Hall here. And, and, and who knows who you get in five, but you get Burrow in round six. Like this right here. Like, how do you not win your league with Jamar Chase, Javante, Etienne Hall, Burrow? And I don't know who. Let's just say you steal someone in five or you don't. That's, that, that's a, it's a league winner. And, of course, I love my good old Swifty. You know, swift at that pick, Dude, and I'm, then and then here you go. Let's say you go etn or hall. You pick one in the third round. Let's just say you take hall because we're on the topic of hall. And then you get dk, and then you get like whoever right here. You know, like that that wins leagues too.
0: Yeah, that's literally my game plan for my 14 year PlayStation buddy league. <laughs> that is my game. I already got chase. Everybody's sleeping on Devonte. No matter where I'm at in the second round, I'm taking Devonte. Yeah. And then if I can get ETN and Hall, it's a wrap.
1: Bro, right? it's, it's, it's like more. quarterbacks
0: it, go late in my draft.
1: It's more than um, a wrap. It's it's like a slam dunk home run. No one sees it coming, I mean, it seems. Basically,
0: basically, I had Stafford instead of Burrow, but basically that team and Jefferson, and I got second because they set Jamar Chase back.
1: It's crazy, bro. It's absolutely crazy. It's asinine. Yeah. All right, what I mean, else you got? I mean, Anything can else? I
0: in the championship. No, that's it, man. I just wanted to call him, put a little perspective because I'm seeing way too much brief hate on our channel, which doesn't make any sense because you called Najee Harris. You called Javante. Like, I don't I don't get it. You called Chase. Everybody was saying, oh, Chase can't catch the ball.
1: Yeah, so. How, Smitty, is Joe Burrow going to get the football to Chase if he's on his back, Smitty? And I will admit, they needed yeah, to ad- address I the offensive line. remember that. And I'll I'll admit, bro, they didn't do a good job drafting offensive line in the draft. Like they drafted Chase amazing, and then they bought there are a lot of great linemen. I, I don't know if anybody remembers, but last last draft, not this draft, last draft was the most heavy offensive skill position draft I've seen in my twenty years. I I've never bro, seen I'm
0: in Kansas
1: City. I've never seen I know
0: the offensive linemen that were drafted in KC, yeah, so yeah. But I've
1: never seen offensive skill positions, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, like tight end like every it was it was so stacked that defensive players and offensive linemen couldn't even find their way around one yep. and and, yep. and the Bengals really did botch offensive line drafting they had an opportunity to land some big big players in the offensive line game and they, they just they did a bad job but that doesn't mean chase was the wrong pick and they they obviously proved that but now that they've improved the offensive, right. line, offensive line anymore i don't understand why people don't like burrow this year if Burrow gets a lot – like, I don't know if you know this, but Burrow gets about – out of every 10 people, maybe three people you talk to are like, yeah, not not interested in and Burrow. They're, and
0: they're they're giving him the number three receiver and the number 10 receiver in ECR. So why are you not taking Burrow? I don't, I don't
1: understand know, bro. it, man. You know, like, Hur- maybe, Hurst, maybe Hurst becomes pretty good too. Mixon's got the one year left before I start looking at him year by year. Like, I'm not saying Mixon can't uh, – can't do it for two more years I'm just saying there's certain players like even McCaffrey like, I mean gotta you gotta you gotta go one year to with mixing, at a time this point.
0: I'm looking to Dilly.
1: yeah you know what I
0: would love you know what I would love I'm, I'm, yeah I'd look to, i look i look to flipping for Javante in a heartbeat
1: bro you know what I you know what I want more than anything and a lot of people are gonna uh, I want the Bengals to trade for Clyde Edwards a because Joe Burrow loves this kid and I, I feel like he would do well under Joe Burrow and get back under, you know, you got you got Chase, you got Burrow, you got Clyde. I think going to be a pretty darn good move, especially with Mixon getting older. And if Clyde isn't, yeah. they don't want him to be the guy in KC, I would love to see him go and be successful over in Cincinnati because Joe Burrow would make sure he's on the field all the time because Joe Burrow, he, he considers him the best player in the nation coming out of college, he, he did. So, that's what Joe Burrow said. He said well, Clyde Eversler is best player in football. If
0: he does do anything in KC, he might be able to do it in free agency. He might just be able to walk into Burrow's hands.
1: Maybe. maybe uh, I, I have a funny feeling we will see Clyde somehow, someway in Cincinnati at some point. But I, I, I understand people are going to get upset at that. People have a really bad taste left in, in their mouth about Clyde. They literally... Like, some people don't even see value in seven-round value this year. They're like, no, no, no. I'm not going near him. And I, I get why. But, but to me... Uh, you know, I think Clyde's good in round seven. He's kind of a uh, uh, little better in seven than he is six, but I absolutely love.
0: Yeah, so if ETN, if ETN keeps rising and I don't get him in the third round, right? Somebody pops in late second, say. Yeah. Or they get him right before I can in the third round. I'm happy to take Clyde Edwards later in the seventh round.
1: Bro, the two.
0: I'll be able to strengthen my receiver yeah. core or get picked. One of the two is there. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Bro, the two best, ba- ba- not to change topics again, but the two best picks in fantasy football. the the, the lead, like, If anybody was to just listen to this and then walk away and never watch my show again. This is what I would say for 2022. I would say in this area, I'm going to circle both the third and fourth round. I'm going to say Brees Hall. And then I'm going to say here's five and six. I'm going to put it right in the middle of this because you don't really know. And I'm going to see Joe Burrow. These two are the best picks in fantasy football 2022 because of the fact that they could explode from these positions. And if and their floor is litter, I feel like their floor is above their ADP. I feel like in the worst case scenario, I feel like in, in Hall's worst case scenario, he's playing right here. His floor is not even where he's getting drafted. And you can't say that a lot about a lot of players. Sometimes the floor dips a little bit below their ADP and Burrow's floor is he could be the number one, number two, or number three overall score in Fantasy Football 2022. His floor is somewhere in here. He's he's where Josh Allen's, you know, getting drafted, his floor. You know, and, and the one thing I always tell people, you know that quarterbacks are undervalued on draft day when the whistle blows. Thank you, Michael. Subscribe to the channel, baby. Appreciate you. You know when... You know a player is undervalued, bro, when week one starts and no one will trade that player for anything close to their ADP when it comes to, like, a quarterback. So, like, example Mahomes. Mahomes will go around four. But as soon as week one starts, no one's going to trade him as a fourth rounder. They'll want, like, third or even late second round value. So, like, that tells you something about quarterback value on draft day. They're undervalued. And because everybody else undervalues them, it makes sense. You have a lot
0: of positions to fill and you think only 12 guys are worth a damn. That's, That's why.
1: But Josh Allen, do you think Josh Allen goes for anything in third round value territory in a trade after week one? Absolutely not. No one's trading Josh Allen for a third no, round got, type no. player,
0: you got to give up a you you got to give up and least the wide receiver two and a running back one to get Josh. Allen. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that that tells you something. So when people come at my neck and say Smitty early quarterback stupid, there's so many deep quarterback. You know, it's a deep quarterback class. It is a deep quarterback class, and your your boy Smitty likes to dabble in the late quarterback drafting as well when it all falls right. But I'll take Josh Allen all day if he's the best player on the board. I'll take Joe Burrow all day in late five early six. And I can almost guarantee you that he's one hundred percent the best player available almost any time I'm on the clock in round six. If I'm on the clock at six point one and Joe Burrow's there, I don't see I don't see how there could be anybody but somehow Brees Hall fell because people are just mor- morons or something in the draft. There's no way I could even find a player at six point one that will beat Joe Burrow. So when I tell you not to draft a uh, you know a set concrete plan of attack. If Joe Burrow's there at 6.1, I can almost guarantee you he's the best player on the board. Let me ask you a question. Would you take Joe Burrow or would you take Amon St. Brown? Joe you Burrow. You take Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Joe Burrow.
0: Because so, you're not going to trade Joe Burrow straight up for Amon St. Brown.
1: Nobody's going right? to do that. So In week one, what? you have to give up two, yeah. three St. Browns to get him. People, people oh. don't know. What, like I'm telling you, I want to do a whole video on this because people don't know... What they're saying when they say don't take a quarterback early, they're so valuable when you have that guy. If you don't know if you have that guy, when somebody says, Smitty, I'd rather, they're all so close, I'd rather just take, you know, uh, an Aaron Rodgers or a Stafford down around 10. You know what that person's telling me? I don't know who's number one, Smitty. I just have a tier of quarterbacks, and that's that. You know, like if someone tells me that, then. That tells me that they don't know. They don't. Ha- you know when somebody says, "Hey, I'll just take the third pick because I don't know who I want at one point one. I'd rather just get who's left over." That's the dumbest way to draft. That person's boring. That person's. Why you even play? Why you even play fantasy if you want the third pick so that someone else can make the decision for you? You know what I mean? Like that. That's a. That's a hogwash. Right. It's ridiculous. So I when think someone a lot of says, people
0: "Fall in love." They fall in love with those tier rankings, you know, the overall, like, top Yeah, Yeah, that's why
1: I don't do tier rankings to some degree. They irritate me, man. And, and I like tiers because I feel like it's a good way to, like... I do do tier work, and I, I'm going to do a tier video, and I don't know how often I'll do tier rankings during the season because there's some value to it, to know how far a player is away from the next tier. But I always preface it with, like, a real, like, stern... If you draft based on tiers... I'm just going to take quarter – like, people – bro, there are people out there that create content that say you take an RB in round one, you take an RB in round two, you take a wide receiver in round three. Why even play? Why not set your team yeah, on auto-draft and just go have a go have a, a, a ham sandwich? You know, like, I have no idea why you would even play if you're literally going to draft RB. Okay, wait, who's next? RB. I'm just going to go into this tier, this bucket – stick my hand in, and pull a running back out. Like, what kind of fun is that? Draft the best player available every single time you're on the clock. It's very simple, but no one does it with discipline. You know, the, the, the the tiers, I can't emphasize it enough. The tiers are very important conceptually to understand how far away Trey Lance is from tier one. You know, to find out how far away Russell Wilson is from getting into Tier 1. But but you can't but draft you, you off would give tiers. Up, you would give up
0: three players on your team to go get Trey Lance.
1: Yeah, it, it's... You see what I, I don't understand? It, it. Even though,
0: if you look at the ranking, he's like a Tier 6, Tier 7, right? Five quarterbacks are going ahead of you. But if somebody offers you Trey Lance in Week 4, like your quarterback gets hurt, you're going to give up a running back, 2 you're going to give up a tight end one to go get Trey Lance and you're going to cripple your team all because you didn't draft effectively. You yeah.
1: chase you chase you chase ECR. Yeah. I don't get it. Hey, I got to get to these super chats, but I appreciate you uh James, you you probably have the one of the longer calls where nobody wanted to kick you off. So, appreciate the call and uh, uh call anytime.
0: Swaggy Swaggy P, real real quick. Swaggy Pete said I was drinking the Kool-Aid. You won me four leagues and I played second in my fifth. Look, I, yeah. Yeah, look I'm, I'm gonna drink the damn
1: James, James you clearly have your own opinion. Like you you clearly come in with conviction. You're not just repeating what I say. You you've you believe, you believe mm-hmm. similar things to me. You don't believe what I believe. You believe similar things to me. And and swaggy sometimes I love swaggy. And and swaggy does show the, the show support for the most part. But swaggy, no the stop stop saying people are drinking the Kool-Aid. Or everybody's just agreeing with Smitty, That's not what it is, bro. We are a collective, a collection of like-minded people, and there are plenty of people that disagree in the chat constantly. But like, just because somebody agrees or loves to get on board of the the Brees Hall shenanigans we got going on here or whatever, doesn't mean someone's drinking Kool-Aid. It's demeaning, Swaggy, to sit here and tell this man James Conklin he's following somebody and not doesn't have a mind of his own. Just stop it! Hey man, I'm cashing. I'm cashing. uh,
0: Cash app checks, so I ain't worried about it.
1: Yeah, he's walk. (laughs) This this boy's walking to the digital bank as we speak. All right, James, go Uh, win a couple more championships. Check back in with me. Uh, Call in anytime. Absolutely. Have a good show later. Okay. Um, where were we at? Where were we at? Uh, oh, super chats. Uh, so, so we got uh, Brian. I'll give you this question in one second. We got Ron saying it's a trap. Uh, Ron, when did you say that? That's so long ago. I forget what topic we're talking about. Fournette? I don't know. Uh, let me know, Ron. Derek Lincoln says Lenny Fornix. I guess I didn't need to to rush over to these super chats. They've been on screen getting their getting their airtime. <laughs> Lincoln, Derek in the house. Uh, appreciate you guys all I think I got my alert thing set up right again So I don't know why that changes every once in a while But appreciate everybody Who's dropping super chats Who's uh, you know subscribing to the show uh, And anybody that's joining the YouTube exclusive membership Let's check in on the poll Uh, this poll has 27 votes for Brees Hall. The poll is pinned in the live chat. I'm going to take the, the pin link away. So if anybody wants to vote before we close the poll, the link is in the, the pin chat uh, message over there. So click it, vote, let us know what you think. But 27 votes for Brees Hall sc- or for scoring uh, 6 to 10 touchdowns. 10 votes for him scoring 11 to 14. Uh, 5 votes for him to score 0 to 5 touchdowns. We got... We got it. Five people that don't really like Brees Hall, which is fine. We all have our different opinions. And we have three people that think he's dropping 15 plus. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. And I like it. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I'm not mad at anybody. So 27 votes, 10. We got a lot of votes here on this one. I like it. Good job voting, guys. And let's get back to the uh phone lines here.
0: Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show.
1: Call into the show down 602. Dial in and let's get to the next topic Um, lot to talk about And we actually have to get back to the news in a minute Because I didn't finish going through the news stuff But guys, subscribe to the YouTube exclusive membership If you do, I will give you a standing ovation I will also put you over here on my thank you page Which I have two pages so far uh, Page one Top Super Chatter of the Year. Why does this keep reverting back to Avatar? It's Mark Cleveland. Oh, no, it is Avatar. I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. It is Avatar. Avatar. Sorry, Avatar. I, I was blanking out. I, I meant to say it's. it was saying Mark Cleveland. My fault. So, Avatar is the Top Super Chatter of the Year in a single live stream. Mark Cleveland was knocked off at 450 and so anybody that gets uh that gets this top spot is going to be at the top left. You can see at the top left corner in blue, Avatar's name sits there. And every single Monday through Friday show at 7 p.m. And, and remind me if I have that not up. Uh, but Roger with the $2 super chat. Roger, thank you. Smitty, can we get a moonshot for our boy Joey B? Absolutely. Right after this, I'm doing a moonshot for you, pal. Roger and Joey B, a single moonshot. Uh, these are all of our top super chatters, Seth Jocelyn, the Jocelyn brothers, even though they're not related, R- uh, Pretty Richie, Michael K, CPA, Niner by Nature, Mark Cleveland, all the top super chatters of the year, and then these are all the YouTube exclusive members. If you become a member, I'll throw you up here, and I'm, I'm going to thank everybody at least once a show during the Monday through Friday shows, and this is page two as we collect more and more, and then we had a new one today uh, that I got to add on there. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? It was David. Thank you, David. What's yeah, up? Yeah, you're
0: talking to Brees Hall. I'm not scoring more than five touchdowns this year, man. I yeah. play for the Jets. We're trash. Yeah, who is all this? Our quarterback wants to talk about, all our quarterback wants to talk about is Mills. I mean, I don't know how you can draft me where you're drafting me. You got Mike White. Don't all worry. I all I can tell you is I'm not scoring more than five touchdowns this year, man.
1: Who, who am I talking to?
0: Yeah, this is Brees
1: Hall. Get Breezed. Hold on. Get Breezed. Get Breezed. Get Breezed. <laughs> I thought maybe he was a he was really a Brees fan and he was just trying to set it up. And I'm like, okay, all right. You, what do you what do you want to say positive about Brees? But maybe he was a Brees hater. I don't know. Anyway, get Breezed. Get briefed. Uh So here, here's the thank you page 2 uh, David's going to be added to that and another couple other people will be thrown up on this board so get ready it's going to be it's going to be lit going to be lit um, Aaron what's up Aaron fantasy dog in the house avatar appreciate you identify yourself <laughs> we got to have a button for that identify yourself <laughs> Can we make that real quick? Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry to do this live, but I need to do it. Uh, I'm going to miss your call. Call in again. I missed your call. Call in again. That's probably them calling back. I bet you they identify yourself. <laughs> Hold on, let's make that. Uh, call back in. I missed your call. All right, here we go
2: identify yourself
1: <laughs> identify yourself <laughs> we're going to throw that up we'll make it better but for right now at least we'll have it id yourself okay let me throw this up if we need to play it we'll have it and then we'll uh we'll do it live all right, you gonna call back? Hit that like button. Brian says he's clapping cheeks. Brees Hall, a silent partner. Why do we talk? Why didn't we talk? Oh, YouTube. Pearson. Pearson, join the YouTube memberships. Pearson gets a round. Yeah. What's up? You're live on the fantasy football show. Identify yourself. Mitty, what's up, man? It's your boy
2: Gary. How you doing, man? Who is it? Who is it? Gary, you finally gave me back my chat room right. So I appreciate you hooking me up, man. But I got a question for you. Oh, Gary. Um, what's your thoughts with the extra the extra week eighteen game and teams possibly tanking, you know, for getting like a quarterback? I know last year a lot of people were kind of hurt by Jalen Hurts late in the season, kind of supposedly getting benched for injury, but a lot of people feel like that was just for tanking to kind of move up in the draft. Do you feel like any teams are running that risk this year?
1: Um, you never know, man. When when you add a new dynamic where we haven't seen a lot of years of it, you know, we don't know what it's gonna, how it's going to play out. I did have concerns right when it was announced that we'd be going, you know, an extra game. I thought to myself, from a fantasy perspective, I wondered if teams would still lock up, you know, their playoff spot at the same, like, rate, and then you'd have teams sitting some of their stud players in – The final two weeks of the season, which I think could still happen if things, you know, especially with the way the divisions are right now. Like, I don't know if anybody else has thought about this, but, you know, some of these AFC teams are so good. Part of me wonders how early some of them could clinch playoff spots. And I know that the AFC West is so they're going to beat each other up. So maybe it'll it'll be the complete opposite where it like comes down to the wire. So it's tough to know. And until we know that, until we like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what teams are gonna do if they're really out of it really early. Like, think about it, the AFC West, how powerful it is. If if they grab all three of the wild card spots, you know, somehow they're gonna have to play each other, so they're gonna have to have losses. But part of me is like wondering, you know, how how early things get locked up, and and you know, I I, I don't think I don't think teams are gonna in a, on a grand scale do that. No, but. You know, we don't know. We got to see it play out for a few years before we know what's what.
2: Gotcha. Hey, I know you do a lot of best ball, and I've been getting in more best ball. I do use your promo code, so I appreciate you shouting
1: that All out. Boy. And that, um, that, that, that promo code, what do you, Smitty, go to the, the link down below, promo code Smitty, underdog fantasy, um, use promo code Smitty. There's so many advantages of playing best ball right now while Brees Hall's sitting there in the fourth round, while Burrow's sitting there in round six, while – DK Metcalf sitting there in 4-5 or like you gotta play best ball and you take advantage of it but go ahead I'm sorry have you thought about like that I mean in order to win one of those big tournaments you kind of have to have a week
2: 17 lineup that's really stacked and you want guys that are almost unowned so are there any like week 17 matchups that you're looking at and trying to like do those like an unpredictable stacks, like a Donald Parham against the Rams or something like that. Are you looking at anything like that in Week
1: 17? Uh, you know, I haven't done too much of that, to be honest, for my best ball drafts. I, I, to be completely honest, I haven't had time to... I wing my lives, bro. You know, so, like, I got so much on my plate. But let, let's look at Week 17 uh, and, and see if there's anything interesting. So, like, you got the Cowboys, Titans. The, the problem is we don't know what team you know, could be potentially, like I said, dialing it back in week 17 and, and you know, would might they sit players a little earlier or something, you know, especially if they've got the division clinched up. And so it's kind of hard to know, you know, this, this far out. But I don't know. I mean, you look at that Denver and KC matchup, there's a good chance that what I said, the second part of what I said is true, where maybe it's down to the wire and that game is just absolutely bananas, you know. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool matchups that week that I feel like teams that teams that might like the the Rams and Chargers, the 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 you know, Bills and and Bills and Bengals are the Monday night game. You know, there's a lot of great matchups. I don't know. I, I see. I don't see anything that pops out as like a a crafty, you know, situation that that I don't think anybody would see coming. You know, I'll have to take a look and deep dive in it before I can come up with something off the top of my head. But I'm looking at it now, and there's a lot of great matchups, man. Raiders, Niners, uh, Saints, Eagles. Uh, Colts could be really crafty against the Giants. And the, the Colts, I think, you know... They'll probably win the division, but it could be close, you know? And they may need they need, they may need to blast through the, the Giants in that game. So, like, things like that. I'll have to look at it a little bit deeper. But to be honest with you, I don't put too much stock in that because you start doing that and then you start influencing who you're taking. And I don't know that I'm going to ever let a bye week or a matchup ever detour me away from taking the better player. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't really prescribe to that notion anyway that like if you go ahead and get some kind of crafty week 7 but will I pick up a guy you know, like you said parham parham or whatever like that's interesting you know like maybe your last pick a couple second or last pick like maybe maybe you say to yourself uh you know just 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 like you know, tossing something out, but like Taysom Hill, you thought something was going to be cooking with Taysom Hill at the end of the year or something like that. You don't believe in Winston staying healthy, like stuff like that. But past that, bro, I don't really, I don't really change anything. I, I take the best player available. I don't really worry about matchups and bye weeks. I don't care if all my bye weeks are in one week. In a, in, a, in a, best ball is a little different because you got that week fourteen, and that can complicate some things. But at the same time, you got to ask yourself uh, in the best ball it's most of them are weeks one through 14, right? So if you have JT on a buy in week 14, you got them for 13 weeks. If you can't be one of the top two teams in your league to advance to the next round in let's say the underdog drafts, by having no buy weeks of JT for 13 straight weeks, then you probably don't deserve to be the final two teams, you know, one of the final two teams anyway. So you can kind of like, you know, rationalize it anyway you want. What else you got? Cool, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, appreciate you. Got anything else? That's about it, man. Briefs hall to the moon, baby. Briefs halt to the moon. All right, thank you, man. Calling again if you if you forget something, right, calling you. again today. Right. Doesn't matter. Sounds, sounds hey, good. Thanks, Gary. Bye. You're live on the fantasy football show. Identify yourself.
3: Hey Smitty, I just had a question. Um, so I'm in a 14 team league. And I was wondering if you approach that differently in the draft at all with uh more teams taking tight end and quarterbacks.
1: Identify yourself. <laughs> Who am I talking to?
3: Uh, this is Michael.
1: Michael, okay, sorry. I was trying to I was I was pressing. I'm not sure if you, you can hear you probably can't hear the show. You could just you're just on the phone, but I put identify yourself. And uh, it just kept, I heard it. I kept slightly. pressing it. Okay, Michael. Um, is this Michael KCPA.
3: No, okay. this is Michael, the guy that won the bet with you that Aaron Rodgers was going to stay in Green Bay.
1: Oh, Mike. What, what's your YouTube name?
3: Uh, just Michael. My name, Michael okay. Castro.
1: Okay, Michael. Uh, uh I'm going to put you in my phone here. Michael, Gotcha Uh, appreciate the call. Um, so your question was. Um, uh, restate it one more time. Sorry, I was messing around with the uh, state your name and I wasn't paying good attention. I'm I'm being a bad host. I'm oh, sorry.
3: you're you're good. So, I'm in a 14 team redraft and 14 team. I okay. treat it the same as a 12 man league, but I'm wondering should I put more emphasis on the tight end and quarterback position during the draft?
1: Mm, no, I mean, I don't think it changes much, bro. Like, the funny thing is, like, I know I repeat myself a lot, and, like, I'm not frustrated by repeating it either, but it's like, it doesn't change anything. It's it, best player available is best player available. Now, you do factor in positional need, you do factor in scarcity of position. Like, me just saying best player available doesn't mean go to the ADP rank and take the top guy ranked. Like, some people think that's what I mean, and it's just like, I shake my head. But, but I'm not going to draft yeah. a position ever. I'm never going to draft a position. I'm going to take who I deem the best player on the board every time. And so that could be a tight end based on the flow of the draft. But I'm certainly not going to just go target positions. Like, I can't stand that that style of play where I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to – or I, I, I worked with a guy once when I um, – uh, uh, a Long time ago, fantasy fantasy football, that would always do that. He always say, he'd always say, running back, running back. You always got to go running back, running back. And I argue with him all the time. And I was like, bro, you you can't do that. You can't just say running back, running back. You you could say, oftentimes, running back is the best player available in you know in the eleven pick or the twelve pick or whatever. Like just like at twelve and thirteen, I can tell you with certainty that to me. Swift and Javante are the best players available if both of them are there. And Cup's gone, Chase is gone, Jefferson's gone, and Najee's gone. So if all those guys are gone, uh, Swift and Javante almost ninety nine point nine percent of the time will be the best players on the uh, on the board, no matter who's there. You know, like that's just yeah, how I well, see it. So I, I can do I can do stuff like that, but but you know you gotta you gotta be able to adjust and adapt. But like for a fourteen teamer, um. Friermuth, you know, Friermuth, uh, uh, Dawson Knox, those guys are still going to be guys I'm targeting as my tight end. And and maybe other people will, will see a, the scarcity of it. But, like, Joe Burrow still probably going to go around what would equate to, like, the 5.5 to 6.1, you know, or 5.1 to 6.1. So that will be a little earlier on in your draft because you have 14 teams instead of 12. But I don't think it changes anything, man.
3: Yeah. Um, the other question, too, I was just wondering, like, uh, targeting Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, I just want to make sure I don't wait too long because the rounds, as you get deeper in the draft, like, the sixth round that you say is almost like my fifth round. So, I just try to, like, keep in mind of that, too, you know?
1: Yeah. I would say, so, like, I, I would just find out what the number is, too. Like, so, what what draft slot do you have?
3: I don't know yet. That's
1: the thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, six... So, I'd say like around 72 to 75 overalls where you'd start looking at Kenneth Walker, but you want to take him well past 75 overall, probably. Okay. Um, Brees Hall, anywhere in round three in a 14 team or anywhere around, I don't care if it's 3.1, he's a home run smash in a 14 team league. Yeah. ETN's yeah, like a smash year, anywhere around three. ETN smash him in round three. You know, Burrow in round five, yeah, last total year, smash.
3: Last year, I waited on quarterback, and I got bit by Ryan Tannehill, so I want to make sure that doesn't happen again.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why you take best player available. So, if, if Burrow is sitting there in round five, Burrow. Punch it. Don't yep. even. Early quarterback. I laugh at people when they say Burrow in round five or six is early quarterback. What kind of what kind of definition of early quarterback does a person have when they, <laughs> they call it that early quarterback? I got quarter- people
3: that will take quarterback in round one.
1: Yeah, early quarterback. I'll show you early quarterback. Uh what else you got? <laughs> oh, that's
3: it, man. I that was my only question.
1: Alright, man, appreciate you. Yep. Thank you. All right, that was Michael. Appreciate Michael. Call anytime, Michael. Um Ryan says I said I'd answer this a while ago. Smitty, would you draft Allen in round two? I've drafted him at the turn, like twenty four. I've drafted him at like two eleven, two point one one. But only like with you guys when you snipe everybody. I don't think I'll draft Josh Allen knowing Joe Burrow is really likely to be there for me to just hit a home run, you know? Uh, bear with me one second. Yeah, I absolutely love... Um, You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Identify Identify yourself. Who? I'm
0: here to defend the honor of Melvin Gordon. Who is is uh, this? Dragging his name through the mud pretty hard, man. Who is this? I mean, this is Melvin Gordon we're talking about. Who is this? This is Andy.
1: Oh, Andy. What's up, Andy? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's up? So, I mean, I know you've been dragging Melvin Gordon through the mud pretty bad. I mean, this is Melvin Gordon we're talking about. He is a professional at all levels of the game. I mean, he's coming in ready to go.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, you can turn him to Naheem Hines, which is pretty bad to me. I mean, this is no I Maheem agree. I agree, I agree with you. I agree with
1: you. He's like Naheem Hines. I, I mean, agree. he's got,
0: I mean, he's ready to go. He's a pro. You know he's in shape.
1: These sound like facts, you know bro. You're, you know spitt- you're spitting like science at me. Like these all sound like really hardcore arguments. He's ready to go. He's a professional. He, like <laughs> everything you're saying to me is like just hardcore science, bro. Like I don't even know how to defend it.
0: Okay, okay. What do you want to know? He had he had a better yards per carry than uh, Javante Williams last
1: year. J- J- hey, you're really gonna try and compare stats with Javante Williams, the number one tackle breaker in the entire National Football League. Are you really gonna go there? Really? Oh yeah,
0: we could go there. We absolutely can go there because he did have a better yards per carry. It Doesn't okay, matter you, if you do one thing better you, than you, a running back. A running said, back is a compilation of skills, so you have to put all of the skills together. How many, le- how many how many leagues do better, you own
1: him in, <laughs> Melvin Gordon? No, I don't own
0: Melvin Gordon in any league.
1: How many leagues are you gonna own him in? No,
0: I'll own him for sure. For sure, I'll own him.
1: Yeah. How, but it's how
0: many, one thing to just sit here and say that Javante is so much better. And then you compared Javante to JT, which was a little absurd. A so little absurd? You're just making all these weird comparisons uh-huh. that make no sense. Like what? So, I mean, if you think, I mean, what do you think? It's going to be a 70-30 Javante split?
1: In time, sure.
0: And So for the first half of the year, you're going to be trotting Javante out there. With at
1: 55-60% of the work week one could be, could be definitely be a scenario we're looking at. And and with the yeah. efficiency of the offense, absolutely. I'm shoving Javante out there at that efficiency level. Uh, I mean, this, this offense runs the ball well. As you're stating, the yards per carry for both of these individuals is really good. And, and Melvin Gordon is a horrible yards per carry guy on his career. So you, you coming out and saying he had more yards per carry... Doesn't doesn't mean anything. No, he's
0: not really. He's not. He's not
1: 3.5 in 2015, 3.9 in 2016, 3.9 in 2017. Uh, 2018, he had 5.1. He did good there, 800 yards, though. Then in 2019, 3.8. Now, what are you 41, talking about? 4.5. He's a 3.9 he's yard per carry 24. running back, bro. 3.9 yards per carry. Your argument here was he's that he's not. a, he's a 4, professional. Your argument he's is he's a professional. He's a, he's a he came up. to play and he's, he's a 4, yard 14. per carry monster when he's a he said pedestrian 3.9 yards per carry 14. running back. 3.9. That's what he averages. He's the only reason he's above career. four is because he's in Denver.
0: Javante career,
1: 4.4. Javante. Bro,
0: bro Javante Williams Javonte. just wait,
1: proved he's the best wait. running back in the NFL by certain matrix that you can't argue against, bro. By by a brack
0: tackle breaking matrix.
1: By tackle breaking by efficiency. Do you know he was the number one efficient? No, he's not, he's not Would more you efficient. listen? He's listen not. for a second. Learn something for a second. Javante Williams, okay. according to PFF. Is the number one running back in the entire league in efficiency, bro? What what do you got to say to that? You can't you can't argue that. You can say you like Melvin Gordon. You can say that Melvin Gordon might be a a, a fly that doesn't go away, and maybe maybe he ruins Javante's season, bro. Is there a chance that happens? Sure, there's a chance that this coaching staff it screws year. it up and doesn't see how good he is. But when you come in here and try and act like Melvin Gordon holds a candle to Javante, who's ranked number one in the NFL in efficiency by PFF, number one in tackle breaking tackles, and number two in broken tackle efficiency, bro, what are you talking about? What are we talking about here? Really? A 3.9-yard-per-carry running back, back before Denver. A
0: running back that has like a 900 yards career. We're talking about, you're talking about all these, I mean, he has a 4.4 average, Javante does.
1: Bro, Javante played it. halftime as a rookie that's last year. On, that's
4: what he put on paper.
1: Average .1 yards less than Melvin Gordon. You're, you literally you literally just touted 4.5, and now you're trying to belittle 4.4? Like, what are you? T- what's your argument?
0: My argument is... Is that what? did Melvin not- Gordon average
1: point .1 more? So
0: better than Melvin Gordon. That is just crazy. Melvin Gordon is a that's good, cr- really good NFL running back. And to just say that he just garbage, like you're saying constantly over and over. Bro,
1: I don't say he's garbage. He's older. He's no longer Melvin Gordon, bro. You what?
0: I mean, you're out of whack.
1: I am out of whack? You got, bro, you got no facts. You got no facts whatsoever.
0: (laughs) I love you, man, but you're out of whack
1: on this. No, I'm not. I mean, you
0: compared Javante to JT.
1: That's insane. Is it? Is, it, has one hey, 49 yard hey, let me ask you a, longest longest let you a question. Yards. Let me ask you, you a question. Let me ask you a question. Was it crazy to uh-huh. compare J- JT to the, the, the running back before him? Was it crazy to call Patrick Mahomes the next Peyton Manning? Like, what do you think I do? You think I come on here to just tell you stuff after it happens? Like, what am I supposed to do? Wait until JT, or wait until J- Javante becomes JT, then come to you and tell you he's JT? Like, this is what I do, bro. Is I try and predict what's gonna yeah, happen? I mean, Am I, I always right?
2: I'm not saying JT is terrible. But, but how? Just, but mean, how, are for, no, are how are you gonna he come in here? No, hold
1: on a second. How are you gonna come in here on my? Weapons. How are you gonna come in here on my show and tell me my my Javante Williams predictions are whack? When he's the number one running back in the NFL, according to PFF in efficiency, he's the number one running back in the NFL, beating everybody out in broken tackles, and he played halftime. I have facts, We're bro. I have the best facts you can come up um, come up with. I'm not saying on Wednesdays when he didn't have a leg rash, he ran for more yards than anybody in the NFL. I'm <laughs> telling you, point blank. Some of the best statistics and categories you can come up with. Efficiency number one. Broken tackles number one. Like, what are you talking about? How am I whack predicting JT out of this kid? How is that whack? Everything's pointing toward toward it, bro. Everything's pointing toward it. ESPN ranked him a top 10 running back, and he's only played halftime. He averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Your boy Melvin averaged 4.5, and you're ripping on 4.4.
0: You're you're the one that's ripping on Melvin more than I'm ripping on Javante. I'm not calling Javante a bum. You're calling Melvin
1: a bum. I'm not. When have I called Melvin a bum? You're you're not coming in with anything you, factual, you said, bro.
0: Three point nine. You're constantly. I mean, you just he say is the word a bum, he he
1: is a pedestrian. Three point nine yard per carry running this back. Like,
0: this is a good NFL running back. You're I, not, I mean, bro
1: totally bro, bro you you Ford. you must be related to Melvin Gordon or something. You're taking this really personal, bro. I I'm a prediction show, and I'm telling you right now that Javante's the next JT. You can you can take it however you want, but I have facts to back it up, bro. You have he came to play. He's a good running back. He averaged point one more yard. What are you talking about? You're dragging him to the mud. I'm at least coming with some thunder, bro. Like I have facts. You're
0: making up stats. Big three point nine is not a real stat.
1: I'm ba- I'm making up stats. How am I making up yeah, stats? Yeah, three
0: point nine is not his career rushing stat. He is not a 3.9. Bro, 9 if you listen to back. what I'm food. saying, if
1: hey, if you listen to what and I'm right saying,
0: right now is a four point four. If you listen half half years, years, you a, a word word, to what I'm saying, you obviously aren't listening to what I'm saying. Melvin has been a good running back. He's obviously he's gone in there and played. Well. He's
1: a pedestrian, three point nine yard per carry running back. No, before not. He's not. He's you, he's you're no not Jordan. listening. Here you are again. You're not. You're not listening. That's just
4: That's totally
1: Are you ready to listen?
0: This is Melvin Gordon. Are you ready? This is Melvin Gordon. This
1: is Melvin Gordon. This is Melvin Gordon. I mean, it's funny to me, but... I I, I, I assume it is I'm funny to you. To I assume it is very funny to you. I know
0: all this Melvin Gordon fun is just crazy.
1: It is it? Like, what She's point? The, the, at back. what point do running backs drop off to you? At 35? Like, in your mind, what do you see for Melvin Gordon? 15 more years? Like, what... What is it? You really believe this kid, Javante, with there and everything?
0: Get two hundred carries and average four point five. He did it the last two years. That shouldn't be a problem.
1: Okay. And and again, you're not listening obviously. to you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Will, will you let me finish my state my statement? Three point nine yard pedestrian per carry running back before he he hit Denver, and he comes into Denver very productive running system. That's why he he is a pedestrian 3.9. What I always say is 3.9 to 4.0 yard per carry running back. That's what he averaged. You take away his, his time at Denver. That's how I say it, bro. You're, you're literally He's telling me what I'm saying. Right. I'm telling you how I say it. Before Denver, he was a 3.9 pedestrian. Maybe it was 4.0, bro. 3.9 to 4.0 yard per carry running back. Walking into Denver. Denver's a really good system. And could he be a like here's the difference between you and I. I could at least acknowledge there's a percentage chance that Melvin Gordon doesn't go away and this coaching staff does what the the previous coaching staff did. There's a there's a shot, bro. But what? you don't even you don't even think this is the part that I don't understand. You don't you don't even you don't even think the things that I'm spitting out, the facts that I'm I'm it's practically science, bro. The stuff I'm spitting at you is high-level statistical data, bro. Number one in efficiency according to PFF. Or el- elusiveness. I, I
0: don't know Sorry, elusiveness. I don't know what that is. Sorry, elusiveness. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's a dummy, but I don't know what that efficiency is. No idea. PFF?
1: Elusiveness.
0: Efficiency in what? Breaking tackles?
1: Look. Number one elusive rating. According to PFF, number one in the NFL, bro. I'm showing it to the screen right now. Most elusive, running, most elusive back running back in the entire national the football.
0: And he averaged 4.4, and he had one long run of 49 yards. That's what that stat sees. Oh, really? I don't know what PFF is,
1: but. I got you. The most elusive running back You don't know what, okay, NFL you don't know what PFF is. You don't know what PFF is, and you're coming in here trying to school me about stats. Bro, come on, bro. Come on what is what is PFF what does it mean pro football Force focus pro Bumble? pro football focus they, they handle all the stats for for some of the the most high level looked at and respected stats and and things people bring to the table when and they want to make an argument
0: one at what
1: stat? I just Force told you he's Bumble? number Force one in the Bumble? NFL according to him elusive elusive rating
2: elusive rating.
1: You don't well, like elu- saying, well, you don't like elusive running backs he. now. Is that a problem? It, it is elusive not tell- Whoa, telling? Is that what, not telling? What is elusive? Mean? What's elusive, bro? I'm, okay. I uh, go left to right because that he does that a lot. He doesn't
0: straight line much. Okay. Hey. He's a little slow. Hey. He goes left to right and
1: he breaks
0: back.
1: Hey, enjoy enjoy the Javante season, bro. I Appreciate you. All right. <laughs> what a what a what a call. <laughs> Uh, uh, Here, Andy, just to prove something, Andy, because Andy thinks he's right. I I think he thinks everybody in here is probably going, dude, this guy's brought it. Somebody give me a thumbs up if you think Andy even had a small piece of an argument (laughs) that was, like, anywhere in his favor. I would love to see if anybody thought Andy had any kind of substance whatsoever. First thing he comes in and says is that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man! I don't mind. Anybody can come in and yell at me. I don't care. Like I'll. I, some people think, "Oh, Smitty wouldn't dare argue with this person." I'll argue with anybody, bro. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not so. Uh, I, I'm humble enough to be like, okay, maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Like I. I, I have no problem. Like I just don't understand when someone comes in and says, "How are you treating Melvin Gordon this way?" And you're crazy about, you're whack out of this Javante Williams stuff. Like, what is he talking about? What's up, Ron Navy?
0: Hey, you missed me?
1: What's up, Ron? <laughs> yeah, Ron, you're you a real calm individual to talk to. Ron's going to put us right to sleep after th- this guy woke us up.
2: Oh, Lord.
0: Melvin Gordon used to be, you know, rather really good, even though they always said he wasn't. But he was a TD magnet when he was uh, in his prime with the Chargers. But... He's a complimentary back anymore. I mean, that's all
1: he is. Yeah, He's I, not like a Derrick Henry. Bro, I t- to literally, <laughs> literally, what's PFF? Like, that was hilarious. What's PFF? Uh, what's an elusive rating? What's that even mean? Like, you can't come to somebody with an argument when you don't know what elusive rating means or elusiveness for a running back. And if you don't know what PFF is, and then bring a stat. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> what's going on here? what maybe they should call
0: it maybe maybe instead of the elusive running uh stat they should call it the barry sanders stat
1: yeah well maybe people would understand now we got a name for the the person that comes in with the awkward argument is the awkward andy the uh, the awkward andy what's elusive (laughs) (laughs) worried william awkward andy oh boy (laughs)
3: <laughs> I, oh, well. I, I'll admit, I had fun. I had hey, fun with that um, one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can tell you
3: I'm, right, I I'm sure
1: it. he thought he mopped the floor he with no, me too. He had,
3: no,
0: he had no ground to stand on, and you haven't been hard on on Gordon at all. You've been telling people he's a good handcuff later on down in the draft. Later, way down in the draft, he's a good handcuff. So you haven't been hard on him. I haven't heard you be hard on him at he all. Came,
1: he came to play. He's a good running back. There's a lot of good stuff that got tossed my way, but the best one was 4.5 versus (laughs) 4.4. Like, Javante should be Um, ashamed of himself as a rookie.
0: I messaged you on uh, IG. I don't think you've had time today because I saw you had a flat tire, too. That had to suck out in that heat, but um, I I had a flat tire with the bait.
1: I had a flat tire with a baby and a 10-year-old in the car and my lunch.
0: Oh, that's... Yeah. Fuck, that <laughs> I, I saw that clip. I was like, oh, no, he's not having a good day. But I heard that, um, just so everybody knows, because, you know, the puppy drafts are over, uh, this last one. But uh, from what I heard is that uh, Underdog plans on releasing their final puppy, their third puppy, August 1st, and it's going to be a uh, million-dollar one, 000, 000 one uh, you know, $5 winner um, getting 250 250 K. So there's still going to be another puppy from what I understand coming out August 1st. So anybody that, you know, doesn't like to do the BB three $25, they're still going to have a chance to get in a $5 puppies. Um, and I'm sure they're going to make that, uh, more entrance. They're going to have to make it more entrance, um, than the last, yeah. Ones. Hopefully the last they open up. On the hey, and
1: a- oh. a- is this Andy? Andy G- Andrew Grace? Is that the Andy? If so, I'm a little disappointed because I, I mean, not that I don't. I, I mean, I'm still. I don't. I'm not gonna. I, I don't care if Andy calls in again or his follows. Like I'm not mad at Andy. Like I don't hold grudges or whatever. But if this is him, I feel. I almost feel a little disappointed because like I thought this was my dog. I don't know if this was the Andy that called in or if this is a different Andy. Andrew Grace. I thought that was my dog. It's a little, little disappointing. Yeah,
0: I, I, th- I think sometimes people, people just want to argue with you a little bit, you know. It's fine. I, mean, I, I get hey, it. I like arguing I'm about. Him. You there, Ron? What's that? You there? Yeah, I'm here.
1: I think that was him, Andy. No, I'm here. I do. I do appreciate Andy. Andy's been in the chat for a while, and I feel. Like, I feel like maybe I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure Andy. I'm pretty sure Andy used to be. Uh, not that he's not now. Like uh, he can disagree with me. You guys can disagree with me all you want. You just brought a little fire, Andy. So I, I, I went at you. went back at you. I'm not gonna let somebody snap at me. I'll snap back. Um. Anyway, that's funny. If that's uh, Andy, I think that's Andy. Yeah, it's me. Okay, Andy Gray, Andy Grace. You know, I feel like you've super chatted before. You've you've been you've been a pretty avid. I I and you said you did appreciate me. You just didn't like that stance. But like, I, I'm surprised you called in with that thunder, bro. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I did. Andy Gray, Andrew Grace. Isn't Andrew Grace on the on the on the tombstones? Let's see. Graveyard crew. I, I feel like where am I seeing Andy? I wouldn't take him off. I just, I'm just wondering. I feel like I've seen, I've seen he's super chatted uh, before too. So, uh, you know, I, f- I feel bad when I yell at a super chatter. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: Andy, I'm sorry. He probably just
0: wanted to have a good argument
1: with you. That's still, all. I still appreciate you, Andy. In some ways. <laughs> You know, I like I like it. Look, Andy, you can call up and yell at me whenever you want. I'm gonna yell you back, though. You know, <laughs> I give him credit for calling. I give him credit for calling. I think he thought that was gonna go a little different, but I I give him credit for calling. Um, anyway, so Ron, you got anything else? No, nope, that's it. I just wanted to uh
0: mention the best ball so everybody's aware and they can make their plans. Accordingly, you know, save up their five dollars and get into it because it's a good deal and it's going to be the last one. So, yeah, that's it, brother. Just going to listen to the show and wait for your next caller.
1: Yep. All right, pal. Appreciate you later.
0: All
1: right. Um, we got to get to the voicemails, we're a little behind. A little behind. What is it? 5 30. 530... Oh, god, we're what are we an hour and a half in? We're an hour and a half in already. That's crazy. You know this show is only scheduled for an hour. Uh Andrew, sorry for yelling. Andrew, I think I'm the one yelling. I don't think I don't think anybody heard you yelling over me. So my apologies. Uh you're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? Oh.
0: Yeah, this
1: is Identify yourself. This isn't then he hung up. He's trying to troll, but he couldn't couldn't commit to it. Hey, the Bruce, what's up? Hey,
4: Smitty, I got a question for you. I've been doing a couple mocks, and Hollywood Brown and Hopkins have been going in the same round. And if I want both of them, which one would you take around earlier?
1: Hollywood Brown by a mile, bro. By a long, long, long mile. All
4: right, yeah, that's what I had. I started doing box, and I'm watching, and I'm looking, and I'm like, because I took Hollywood, and then the very next pick was Hopkins.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I'm looking, I'm like, I mean, I mean, I love taking Hopkins and backing him up with, like, Iuke. Kenny with the Super Chat, appreciate you, Kenny. Um, I, I, I like backing him up with, like, an Iuke, backing him up with someone like that, but you could take Hollywood Brown, bro, and then take Hopkins after, and you're going to be set at that, that wide receiver position, but... You can't take you can't take a guy like Hopkins over Hollywood when Hollywood's playing six six more games and could be the number one wide receiver, bro. You know he could when 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 Hopkins comes back, Hollywood could still be the guy. You know he could still be the number one. Like he's got the he's got as much rapport with with Kyler, or at least will reestablish it by the time Hopkins comes back. Not to mention Hopkins still has to prove he can stay healthy. Um, you know. There's a lot of people that think maybe he dropped off a little. I kind of feel like I need to see that before I really jump the gun and start calling Hopkins wash. But Hopkins being out six games, I mean Hollywood is a home run over that, bro. Hollywood, I would say Hollywood's a fifth round pick. I'd say Hopkins is more like a seventh round pick. You know, yeah, like that's, top that's of the where seventh. Hollywood, Hollywood
4: in the seventh round.
1: Yeah, Hollywood should be going around six at the minimum. So if Hollywood's there in seven, you're taking candy from a baby. But don't be taking Hopkins over Hollywood, bro.
4: <laughs> and, uh, my other one is I know we don't like this guy Josh Jacobs But is Zamir White A good handcuff To uh, Jacobs Yeah In like the later rounds For sure For sure bro Okay yeah I didn't know
1: Alright man pretty... I'm
4: like, Should I cuff him in the later rounds Or should I just Pick him up in free
2: agency Um, yeah.
1: Depends on how deep your bench is I mean if he's the best guy available And you're like trying to scoop up You know trash Like grab him but like, if you if you can't pick up a, a really legit potential player, you, you don't want to, you know. You just got it depends on your depth. But he, he's on he's on the okay. he's on waivers in most leagues that I'm in. You know, like that have a small bench or medium sized bench. Deep benches, dynasty leagues, of course, he's gone. But like in a in a medium sized redraft, he's he's uh, he's available on waivers most of the time. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Bruce, call back if you got another question. I'm going to hit another phone call, and then uh, call back if you got anything else. I'll be here. Okay. Thank you. Later, pal. Uh, Swift. Smitty, you like Swift, Javante, and Brees Hall, or Diggs and Javante and Brees Hall? Swift, Javante, Brees Hall, Diggs. I like Swift. Swift, I like Swift and Javante as my top two picks, bro. Smitty, do you draft Allen in round two? I answered that already. Kenny, super chat. Andy is in voicemail group two. My co commission okay. I I don't I don't dislike Andy. I don't want anybody to get mad at Andy. Like Andy came in with some thunder. I I clapped back. Um, and that was that. Like I, Andy's fine. Andy, I like Andy. Hello. Yeah. What's up? You're live on the fantasy football show.
3: What's up, man?
1: Identify yourself. Who's this? Hey,
3: man. That 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 Andy guy was a clown, man.
1: Well, let's not. Let's not. We don't need to name call him. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like his stance you was know, definitely.
3: You it. know, man, but man, nobody should be calling in and asking what, what what what's elusive. What's an elusive running back? Come on, man. We all watch fantasy football. This, this is the reason why we're here.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's, yeah, fun. it's I, fine. It's fine.
3: I'm a Javante. I'm a I'm a Javante rider, man. I, I'm not a Melvin Gordon believer this year. I truly believe in Javante this year. Having. In my dynasty
1: league um, match stuff, with uh, I got Chase too, so I'm a Javante believer.
3: Um, I, I, so, I, I have mean, respect that's, for
1: that's Andy. My on I have respect for Andy. Number one, he earned my respect before the call. Like, so when I I saw it was him, I you know, I, like I said, I was a little shocked because I felt like this guy was ultra supportive, like in the chat a lot. From my memory, my memory could be off. It could be another. I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm pretty sure. I think he's in one of the voicemail yeah. groups. So, like, I was a little shocked when I saw it was him. And it's okay. Just because you're a usual or a super chatter doesn't mean you can't disagree. But he definitely called in with some, like, agitated, like, let's fight. <laughs> you know? So, like, Andy, Andy, <laughs> yeah. if you're watching still, I think you are. Like, you you, you poked the bear, bro. You didn't call up and say, hey, let me just... You go, you're whack. <laughs> you're, you're, you're taking Javante's whack. And so, you know, you poke yeah, the bear, but- you're going to get blasted. But, But, Andy... You did come in with some cojones, and I appreciate that about you. And I don't dislike you. You can call in anytime. I'm not one of those people that like literally says, like, oh, you disagree with me. You're out of here. Like, it's not you gotta be respectful. Andy wasn't disrespectful to me. He was disrespectful to the take. And I'm fine with that. You can be disrespectful all you want to the take. If he called in and started saying like character shots, that'd be different. But A- Andy just he yeah. came aggressive. I appreciated it. He got blasted. Let's be real. He got blasted. Um, his argument didn't hold water, but I absolutely appreciate Andy, and I think Andy is going to be a Javante fan by the end of the year. Um, what else you got? But uh,
2: I got my own question
1: right now. I think, um,
3: really, how do you feel about CD this year? You know, with the, um, with him truly being the number one this year. You know, you got um, 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 Gallup that's going to be on the fence for the first maybe six weeks. You know, you got Tolbert as a rookie. Yeah,
1: how do you? What do you? How do you see uh, the target share really? Uh, How many shares? You know, what do you see with CD this year? Um, I think CD could be the number one wide receiver in the NFL. I don't. I don't think the odds are great of it. I don't. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't draft him. But like, if there's a wide receiver that's not ranking anywhere near the number one overall wide receiver, you know, Debo comes to mind. Um, uh, Lamb comes to mind. Like these are guys that could become you know top. 1 to 5 guys. So like Lamb could either now is there a little more risk that Lamb uh has Lamb have some kind of risk of like you know he could he could uh he could you know not bust but disappoint again like he did last year where you know he had a pretty okay year but because Lamb wasn't a top 5 guy like I kept touting a lot of people were disappointed in Lamb. And Lamb was like a late second rounder um, right out of the gate when we were doing early, early mock drafts and then he climbed back up very quickly. And a lot of people weren't comfortable yeah. with him going at the top of two and then it, it slowly became accepted. But Lambs, Lambs for sure got the upside. He's working hard. Um, his attitude looks really good. His work ethic is really good. His Elusiveness is pretty darn good, according to, to things that I'm reading. And and if if he gets out there and and, and shines and gets put in a slot often, early and often, because that's where he's most effective, he could burn the entire league. He could be a number one wide receiver, uh, maybe number two behind Cup in the slot. He could be the number one or number two wide receiver in the NFL in the slot. If they move him all over the field, he'll be hard to double team. He's kind of hard to double team anyway because Dalton Schultz is going to absorb a lot of the the timeshare. Or target share. You got Pollard probably going to be used at the same time as Zeke. Oftentimes, it's going to be a great year for the Cowboys. Like I'm not saying the Cowboys are going deep into the playoffs. I'm not talking about playoffs. I'm talking about NFL games, regular season, fantasy football. Cowboys are going to be rock solid.
3: Yeah. All right, man. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah. Uh, who you is this? I'm going to plug it on.
1: in so I can I, I can address you next time. Who is this? Oh, uh, this is Todd Thomas. Todd, C O D B. Oh, Todd. Okay.
0: Yeah, man. I watch you all the time, man. I appreciate all you all, all you do out here for fantasy,
1: man. I appreciate you, man. Later. Um, call call it anytime. All right. Um let me see if I can get rid of these here. Andy, your league called, they said they're Okay. Avatar's poking fun. Uh M <laughs> Avatar, appreciate the super chat. From MJ uh ski let's see what's what's elusive, MJ says. Wait what's you, up most of the time? You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to?
2: Hey, Bruce go back. you got another question right here. Yo. Yo. Yo, choose a Identify trio. Identify yourself. Okay? I, I'm looking at three people to start the year. Choose a trio. Dak Prescott, Joe Mixon, Cooper Cap. Or Joe Burrow, Najee Harris, or Devontae Adams? Say it again. Prescott, Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup, or Joe Burrow, Najee Harris, or Devontae Adams?
1: The the second. The Joe Burrow, Adams, Najee.
2: All right, thanks. That's all I need is to make you. Appreciate your show. Thanks, you. Yeah, man. pretty
1: easy one for me. Uh, who, 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 were you leaning one way or the other?
2: Yeah, I wanted to go Dak Prescott because I don't think they're going to run the ball that much this year, you know. And then Mixon, I think, I mean, Cooper Cup's going number one overall, but yeah, I like that one.
1: I mean, Cooper Cup and Adams are, I mean, I like Cup more, obviously, but they're close enough to say, like, you're kind of crushing the other side. Like, I'm not saying Mixon's, you know, not borderline first-round material. He is, but I feel like Najee's that 2-5 to overall potential running back. Burrow, I like over Dak um, so give me Adams, maybe a little downgrade from Cooper Cup. But the second one feels like it's got more upside, bro. Like it can really explode. And if it doesn't, I feel like it's still going to be the same. You know, like a- Adams, what if Adams is, what if Adams does more yardage and reception wise to make up for lack of touchdowns? What if he has like 12 touchdowns still? Like Adams could still be, yeah. he's arguably still the, the best wide receiver in the NFL from from like a physical perspective. Uh, and Carr's not horrible, you know, like so I I'm down on Adams yeah. a little bit, but not not to the point where I I'm, I'm feeling like that trade is that big of a deal to no, me. But, that,
2: but yeah, but the Adams thing, the relationship he had with Rodgers and stuff, you know what I mean?
1: Well, he played like with Carr all, in college though. He played in co- in college with Carr, so he's got good, rep- you know, probably has good reports. Yeah. Been a while, but but I mean, that's his old college quarterback, you know? So there's good rapport yeah. there. Um, the offense is pretty potent. I think they'll he'll be able to, to to get open early and often. It's just a matter of, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a downgrade, but maybe even with the downgrade, maybe he'll laser lock on Adams because you know look at Big Ben. Big Ben was a downgrade from Aaron Rodgers, but like you wanted Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh. You know, over anywhere else because of the way he locked on him. So we don't really know what Carr and Adams have in terms of that rapport and how strong it'll be. Maybe he'll just feed him, bro. Maybe it's just force-feeding this guy. Maybe Adams has like 12 receptions in week one and we're like, holy shit, you know what I mean? Like, who who knows? But it's worth the gamble given the other two players get upgraded. So I take it. Uh, What was your name? I'm going to plug in here. Uh, Where we are now. Oh, where are we? Okay. Where we are now. Okay. Got gotcha you in here. Appreciate you, man. Hey, Smitty. Can you hear me? Oh, I must have hung up on the other guy. Uh, thank you, where we are now, for the call. Appreciate you. Yeah, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Cameron. Cameron, what's up, man? Birthday boy, right? Yes,
3: sir. you hey, tw- uh, tw- just wanted to say... Uh, 26, right. Longtime listener, longtime supporter... And uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to the uh, People's Mock Drafts channel Discord. Very quality. You guys should join.
1: Stupid, stupid. That's how you get. That's how you get blocked from the channel. You know, it's like now. Get now. Guess what? You can never call in again, and that that sucks for you. Um. What's up? You're live at the Fantasy Football Show.
2: Hey, I just wanted
1: to talk to you about
0: uh, how you feel about uh, handcuffs in best ball.
1: Handcuffs in best ball? It depends on the scenario, bro. Yeah. It depends on the scenario. You know?
0: Right. Well, would you know, if you say you drafted
4: somebody early, do you want to get his handcuff back? Or would you rather get a handcuff on a
2: different back?
1: It just depends, bro. You like give me a scenario because it it all just depends on what we're talking about. Like, what player is it? What you know? What like? Would I rather have my backup than than grab Tony Pollard and have Tony uh, Pollard as a stand? Yeah, on
0: your team, say, say you drafted uh, Cam Akers, Would you rather you know back him up with uh, Henderson, or would you rather take say?
2: Madison Alexander Madison backing up
1: uh Cook on
2: a different uh, I'd
1: rather have I'd rather have Madison over backing up Cam Akers to be honest. But Daryl Henderson could have a good year, but it has nothing to do with the back. Like you need to grab your backups, but you just got to grab the best player available, bro. So like okay. if, well, if yeah, Madison, that's usually what I do. But. Yeah, yeah. If Madison's there, and like you, you, you might have to pass on like grabbing Ty Davis Price or Trey Sermon, and you feel like that you have Mitchell. Let's say you just gotta let him. You just gotta hope that the backup's still gonna be there for you. But I don't force drafting a backup just because they're you know the cuff to my player. Because who who knows if like Kyron Williams, I like him a lot, um, but he broke his foot. Uh, Daryl Henderson. You know, he could struggle with injury. We don't really know what that is. If if one of those backs gets in there, we don't know if they'll hold on to the job the whole time. Madison can win you a league. Um, Tyler Algier, he's a guy going in that range too. Take, give me him all day long over cuffing a situation that I don't feel really comfortable with anyway. You know, like just because of backup, right, yeah. cause, like McCaffrey, I don't even need yeah, to back I'm up McCaffrey. Algier, yeah. I'm not backing up McCaffrey. Like you own like... McCaffrey, I, I draft Tyler Algier. I draft these other guys that could get into the lineup, bro, and explode. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried about cuffing Christian McCaffrey. And you think that would be the best, you know, cuff in the world, right? Not really. I mean, Deonta oh, Foreman's like okay.
4: Borman,
1: yeah. yeah, he's okay, but who knows if he he even is the backup? You know, and he struggled with the Achilles. Like who knows if he stays healthy? Give me Madison all day long. Right, gotcha.
0: Yeah, that's what I was kind of
1: wondering how you felt about that. So, Yeah, buddy. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, that that's all I was just wondering
0: how you felt about the handcuff situation.
1: All right, man. Appreciate you. Hey,
0: thanks a lot, man. Peace Later. out.
1: You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you?
0: Hey,
1: what's going on, Smitty? What's
0: up? Yeah, hey, I got a question. So what do you think of uh, Stefan Diggs? Do uh, you think Gabriel Davis
1: is going to eat up on some targets this year? He could. He could. Uh, but, but I mean, Diggs is very efficient. Um, very efficient, very elusive. Uh, I think if, 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 let's say, Diggs goes down, I think Gabe Davis takes a big step forward. Does Gabe Davis hurt Diggs? Probably not bro Like I don't think He's gonna hurt him I mean Josh Allen Throws the ball a lot <laughs> You know Like we don't We don't need to worry About Diggs Diggs will be fine But but do I believe That do think he's uh, a... He what do you, do you still think That he's worth A
0: first rounder Like late first round
1: Yeah I, I mean I like him more In the top of the second Um, But I would take him At like 11 or 12 And then take like Javante next Sure yeah, I mean, Diggs is definitely a top five potential wide receiver, but he's in that five to seven. He's not really in the four. Like for me, it's it's Cup, Chase, and Jefferson. Then Tear Break. There's just no argument in redraft. There's just no one that you can you can argue that that belongs in the top three in redraft. In Dynasty, I think you could only argue like Lamb maybe goes up into the three spot ahead of Cooper Cup. But, like, Diggs could be five. He could be five or six. But I think you want to draft him right at that 2-3 turn. Or, I'm sorry, that 1-2 turn at 12 and 13. Um, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I don't mind it at all. I, I definitely feel like Gabe Davis could take a little bit from him. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be enough that it's going to be a big deal. It's a more of a matter of does Gabe Davis just take a, a separate step forward that's unrelated to Diggs because Josh Allen throws enough. There's more than enough footballers to go around. I mean, Gabe Davis will never replace Diggs, right? The most he could become yeah. is a little, like almost like a, not even a full version of T. Higgins, you know what I mean? Like T. Higgins is not yeah. taken away from Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow throws enough that Jamar Chase is going to exist whether T. Higgins wants him to or not. T Higgins can still be amazing. It's just a matter of how amazing he can be. Can he still be a wide receiver 1 in fantasy? The potential's there. That's why everybody drafts him so high. So in the case of Josh Allen, Burrow Josh Allen, they both are gunslingers. They're both top 3 or 4 in the NFL um every single year they're going to be. Top 1 to 4, top 1 to 3. And so these quarterbacks are going to throw so much that Gabe Davis has an independent ceiling that has nothing to do with digs that could be T. Higgins capable, you know? And he's playing at a much heavier weight. He's like 10 or 15 pounds up. And I kind of like that. I don't love when running running backs add weight. Um, It's not always great when any player adds weight when they're used to playing at a certain weight. Um, Think of it it like... um, I don't know if you've ever added some LBs, bro, but when you go running, everything's harder. Your knees... er Every little problem could be could be amplified a little bit. But, like, when you're young, you're Gabe Davis, you're still kind of coming into your own. I don't know. I think he could put on some LBs and it not be too much uh, drag on his body, you know, to where – I, I think adding some weight could be good for him because he wasn't, like, an overly big guy anyway. So adding some LBs gives him an opportunity to maybe absorb hits a little better. It's not like a – the reason it's bad for a running back more than it is a wide receiver – is think about it. Wide receivers running a route, sometimes he falls down, gets hit by a D-back, sometimes runs out of bounds. A lot of times doesn't even get touched, right? So he's got a lot less uh, wear and tear on his body. And when you weigh more, the the bigger you are, the harder they fall. You're not, as a wide receiver, you're not really, you know, breaking your body down the same way when you hit the ground over and over. When you're a running back and you put on 10 or 15 LBs, bro, and you go running up the A-gap and you get hit by three, four, 300-pound linemen and they just jam you into the ground and you have like 1,200 to, 15, or 1,200 to 1,500 pounds of pressure smashing you into the turf and you weigh 15 pounds more. It's like putting a backpack on and just jumping up into the air and just landing on the ground over and over and over and over. Like running backs just take abuse. So wide receivers, I'm okay with it. Gabe Davis is young. He can he can endure a little bit of uh of size and then play at it and get used to it. Um, if this was like a twenty-seven-year-old wide receiver, I'd be worried about him putting on fifteen lbs. Yeah, you
3: know, you know just, you
0: definitely don't want to
1: put on that weight. Yeah, what's up, Parker? Thanks for the super. All right, well, not, yeah, who is this? What's your name? I'm gonna put your is, name in uh, here.
0: My name is the better Andy because I know the last Andy was a pizza
1: douche. Was, <laughs> All right, uh, be nice. Be-
0: Javante, uh, a Wack-
1: Okay, better. I'm gonna put a better Andy yeah. in here, but um, I, I appreciate Andy's call. I I I don't want Andy to go running away from here. But uh, nah, appreciate, you better, right. Ple- appreciate you better, Andy. Please appreciate you.
0: That's all. Hey, Brees
1: Hall to the moon, baby. To the oh moonshot. I owed somebody a Burrow moonshot too. Brees Hall to the moon. To the moon. And uh and Joe Burrow to the moon. Let me hit the Joe Burrow one to the moon. Joe Burrow to the moon. And whoever to the actually. moon. I already forgot. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right, you have a little Alright, who do we got next? We haven't gotten any voicemails, have we? Let's close the phone line down and uh we will we'll get to the voice messages because we're gonna have calls keep coming in if we leave it open. Um, phone lines are closed. Let's get to the voice messages. And I think maybe these are old. We'll have to see, hold on.
4: Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, they're both amazing elite wide receivers. Tyreek Hill probably a little bit better at this point. This
1: but question? The
4: question I have is, which Miami wide receiver would you rather draft this year and redraft with the value that they're going at right now? Tyreek Hill is kind of going in the second round right now, and Jalen Waddell is going in the fourth. Which Miami receiver would you draft this year?
1: It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the Gram tell your grandma um yeah good question Andy said what's Andy saying let's see this elusive rating list by PFF. I'm definitely not paying for it <laughs> oh Andy let it go bro please I'm trying I'm trying to go back go to bat for you bro I'm trying to go to bat for you Most elusive running backs. Number one Javante, bro. You know who's number two? Kareem Hunt. That's a pretty that's a pretty good nugget to have because Kareem Hunt's one of my favorite like running back three fours. You know what I'm saying? Running back three fours. I absolutely love Kareem Hunt as a sneaky, really good three four running back that could come in and win you a league if Dick Chubb goes down. Um yeah, so definitely look into that Andy let it go Andy you're literally in a room where you're the only person that feels the way you feel and you're continuing to push back I'm trying my best Andy I've even thrown you some flowers I've defended you but like you're continuing to go at it Andy in a room full of 181 Javante Williams supporters You read the room Andy read the room I'm trying my best here Andy Okay. <laughs> i trying my best, Andy. Confirm Julio was at 84. Oh, this was earlier. Let me get rid of these. Uh, Tyreek Hill was the question. Hill or Waddle? Obviously, considering ADP. Um, I'm going to say that, that, that I don't mind Tyreek Hill at 24. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind Tyreek Hill at 20. 21, 24. Um, I, I I I don't I don't love him at 14 or 12, like at his old value. I think the risk is very, very, very much baked in to you know 18, 22, 24 overall.
0: Fake, 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 fake in boy. So
1: I'm not I'm not hating that value at all. I, I worry about injury with him. When's he gonna drop off? When are the ham soft tissue injuries gonna hit him? When are the hamstring injuries gonna hit him? Um, speed guys like Deshaun Jackson, like, they always have a shorter career than, than, than other guys, you know what I mean? Because they're firing off those hamstrings at 100,000 miles per hour, and eventually, you'll hear people say, paper-thin hamstrings, paper-thin hamstrings. Um, I, I I worry about that, but I don't know if I worry about it, like, this year. But, like, in Dynasty, I'm not super excited. Uh, to the moon you are, Bruce, by the way. (laughs) I remember Bruce said that yesterday. Uh... Okay, but 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 Waddle around four to five round value is probably better than Tyreek Hill at 18 overall, to answer the question. I'm sorry that was a long-winded question. I'm trying to navigate the chat right now, too. And I'm, I'm trying to get uh, everybody to calm down on Andy, but Andy needs to also calm down on himself. Okay, Kenneth, Ken, Kenny P.,
4: Hey, Media, I was offered ETN and a 23-24 first-round pick for my Jonathan
2: Taylor. ETN and 2023
1: and 2024 first-round pick. I guess it depends on where the pick is. If it's, like, the end of the draft, it's not enough. Like, I love ETN a lot, but, like, some kind of, like, nine overall pick isn't going to do anything for me. So if you have a top one to three pick or a shot at a top one pick, if you could get the 1.1 it's something to think about. But ultimately, I think I'd just keep JT, bro.
4: Hey, Smitty. I just completed a Dynasty Startup Superflex League. And I started off with Josh Allen, Kyle Pitts, who I was thrilled with. And then I came around to my third pick. And it was Brees Hall and DeAndre Swift. I went with Brees Hall, but I was really close to taking Swift. Which running back of those two would you rather have in Dynasty moving
2: forward?
1: Uh, Brees Hall and Swift. I'd probably have Brees Hall. I like Swift a lot. I think they're they're about even. I could ar- you know what? I could argue either one. Swift and Dynasty. If we're talking redraft, it's Swift all day, and Brees Hall is a fourth rounder. But we're talking Dynasty here, so Dynasty give me Hall, maybe by a hair over over Swift. But I like Swift like right there, the next running back essentially. So I don't even want to say it's like a lot, you know. But but I do like I do like Brees Hall a tad more in Dynasty.
4: Hey, Smitty. Getting Brees is a real thing. He's going to end up being a first-round pick next year. Uh, ETN's probably going to end up being a first-round pick. Which running backs do you believe amongst uh, the ones you say are going to be first-rounders next year?
1: Uh, I mean, I think you know, I think Kenneth Walker will be a second-rounder probably next year if they use him right and use him properly. I think Brees Hall will be a top five or six overall pick. I think he's Najee. He's Najee. He has. I feel like Javante is a second rounder right now. He'll be a first rounder. He's JT. I think Brees Hall is Najee. I think these are th- these are where the exact level these guys can become. I don't say that lightly. I know Andy thought it was funny, but I don't say that lightly. I believe Javante is JT, a- and he thought that was ridiculous. Apparently, because because of Melvin Gordon. Like even if you love Melvin Gordon, you should be able to appreciate what Javante could become and if you don't that's fine but the argument is crazy and Robinson vamp I love Robinson Robinson's gonna be I wouldn't be shocked if Robinson was a top 12 pick in 2023 as a rookie running back if he if he doesn't get hurt or something let's hope he doesn't get hurt Robinson could come in and literally yeah we got 176 of you in here please punch the thumb up button we we literally could see Robinson come on as a top maybe even 10 pick you know, keep in mind that Najee Harris, we, we we got made fun of for drafting Najee Harris in the, the top 10 to 14 overall last year. We took a rookie running back in round one as a community whenever we, we needed to, whenever we felt like he was the best player on the board, you know, and, and, and I feel like Robinson is going to be the same way. Andy, stop it, bro. I, can't, I can only defend you so much. You know, I'm trying my best. Elusive list is Horde. I don't make the elusive list. It wasn't like someone generated the elusive list. Just because there's there's bad names on the list that you don't like. He's still the number one running back in elusive rating, bro, from PFF. If you don't like PFF or think PFF does a good job with their stats, then, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, I... I like, that's one list. I brought one list up. You're, you're hanging on to one list. Why don't you look at the broken tackle? Why don't you open up YouTube and watch some footage of Javante Williams plowing through people? You seem to think you only had one long run. Like, Andy, let it go, bro. Let it go. Just let it go. You're in a Javante room. Read the room, bro. Read the room and let it go. I'm trying to help you, Andy. Najee won me three last year at a boy James. At a boy James. I love the Brees Hall hate, though. I gotta admit, guys, I love it. It's so, it's it's gonna set us up so nicely. Uh, the, br- hey. the Bruce, I appreciate you.
4: Hey Smitty, oh. hey, Miss Robeson's question is Should we do what we did in the last underdog draft? Promo code, Smitty, where we uh, drafted Tom Brady in the last round. Or And this year, she wants to draft Gronk in the same way. Should we do it
1: or no? Uh, Gronk is retired. The Bruce. <laughs> he's not coming back. He said he's done. So, don't draft Gronk, bro. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, draft Brady in the last the last round, did he say? How are you going to get Brady in the last round? Hey,
4: Smitty. Hey Smitty. Smitty, Tom Brady, promo code Smitty, where like we uh, drafted Tom Brady in the last round or sh- and this year she wants to draft Gronk in the same way. Should we do it or no?
1: Um, oh, I think you're just saying last year you drafted Tom Brady should you draft Gronk. I get it. I know what he's saying. I'm sorry. I totally misunderstood what Bruce was trying to say here. Because of I retire, I'm going to retire... Whatever, I think that's what he's saying. So, so are you asking in the last round, could he come back? No, who cares uh, about Gronk, bro? Even if he comes back, like, what are you going to win, a chicken dinner? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to get, a prize, a, a pat in the back? Gronk is nothing. Gronk comes back, he's not a guy. You you draft Friarmouth. Draft Friarmouth in round 10 or 11. Draft Knox in round 10, 11, 12. Like, sometimes Friarmouth goes ahead of, of Knox. Go get one of those. <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate you though. The Bruce, I love the Bruce. Hey
4: Smitty, where do you rank Trevor Lawrence? He
1: just, this year? I th- I he just bounces back too. The Bruce is like he's a machine, absolute machine.
4: His tight end and his receiver going up a
1: little. Bit. I, I, I'm I'm so enamored by the brute. I gotta yes, rewind where it.
4: Where do you rank Trevor Lawrence this year? I think I see his tight end and his receiver going up a little bit, but how come if that's happening, he's not going up? And is he any value this year?
1: Yeah, I like Trevor Lawrence as a backup, but like you've got a grip of quarterbacks. We brought this up the other day. We we put the the quarterback ranking up the consensus. This is not my quarterback ranking. This is the consensus quarterback ranking across the industry. This is not me. This is not my ranking. Is this it right here? That's running backs. Where was the Where was the quarterback ranking? Maybe it's right here. Yeah, this is in the industry, not my ranking. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is down there at 18. I'm not saying I agree with that ranking. I love him above Tua. Um, you know, but like right under Kirk Cousins. Don't talk about Kirk Cousins again, anybody. I don't want to go through that argument again. But put him under Kirk if you want. But right above Kirk is where I'd put Trevor Lawrence, or right under Kirk. Ron Navy's going to lose it. <laughs> but, like, right there at 15, that's where Trevor Lawrence belongs. That's your backup quarterback. That's not even the number one backup in the league. That's somebody getting the third or fourth backup off the board. Boom. You know, that's Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, Fields, Tua, Cousins. Those are all very, very close. And And so I feel like, you know, I don't know. I like them a lot this year. I think they're going to do pretty well. It's an elusive group. (laughs) That group is too elusive, says Ricky. Uh, But I don't know, bro. Stormcat. Silver, hey,
4: you got to take at least one quarterback at the turn. You get two picks. You definitely got to take a quarterback or you're going to have almost no chance. Uh, That's that's just the way that... um, this uh, super flex works, so
2: good luck to you. That's choose, choose whoever the, you think the best QB is, and
1: then whichever position player you think. That's Stor- Stormcat giving you some super flex advice, Silver, through the, the voice message group. <laughs> what am I? What am I a middleman now? Am I a middleman, Stormcat? You just come on my show and, and talk to Grandma? Here, leave a message for Grandma. I'm going to leave a message for Grandma through Smitty's so show. Oh,
3: I've got an amazing question. If you had. To take a bet for a million dollars and Kevin, that million dollar bet is saying that Brees Hall is going to be a top eight running back, or the other bet is Cam Akers finishes outside of the top 25. Which bet are you taking for a million dollars?
1: Uh, Brees Hall, only because Cam Akers, like. Finishing inside the top twenty-five isn't that crazy. Like, if if I pull up a league right here, let's see who the number twenty-five running back is and what their stats look like. Because that uh, I'm, I'm gonna let me, let me make this decision after I look at this. So, looking at stat leaders, um, twenty twenty-one stats, um, running backs number twenty-five. 25 was Miles, Miles Gaskin and James Robinson. So 600 yards rushing, four, three rushing TDs, 170 yards receiving. So you're talking about 600 yards, three TDs, 150 receiving, roughly. Um, you're also talking about like Daryl Henderson's right around there, 688 yards, five TDs, 150 receiving. Total touchdowns about seven, eight. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean I, I think you could you could do that and then get hurt and then literally miss, you know, half of a season still, you know, or something like that. Or or struggle. So I, I would say give me give me Brees Hall if I had to make that bet. You know. Carter, the number three elusive running back. Again, Andrew, Andrew cannot leave it alone. Andrew, Melvin Gordon does not hold a candle to Javante Williams. And I haven't done this yet. I've tried to keep a positive vibe here after you left the call, but. Whoops, wrong button. I'm trying, Andy. <laughs> I'm trying to keep you out of the press. <laughs> oh, some. I mean, it's it's like it's almost like he he just loves flying close to the sun. I don't know what it is. You know, like it's almost to the point where like is he joking? I feel like he might be joking at this point. Like it's too crazy. It's too crazy to keep holding on to that. Like now he's going after PFF <laughs> <laughs> now he's attacking one of the biggest stat generators and most respected. <laughs> like, he probably thinks PFF is some made-up, like, mom-and-pop shop. Like, this is one of the most respected stat-generating, like, operations out there, bro. Like, if PFF comes out with it, like, it's a good it's a good stat. They collect it. It's not something like that they On Wednesdays, when the rash cream was used appropriately, this running back... In evening games, had the best yards per carry. This is pro football. Focus, bro. Okay? I mean, he's literally, he's going after PFF. He's not even going after me anymore. He's moved on to PFF. He's literally trying to tear him down. He's trying to tear him down. He won't buy it, that's for sure. not going to buy that garbage. (laughs) What's up? PFF? Smitty, see Andrew, look what you're doing. I I left it alone, but you keep poking the bear, bro. You keep trying to fly close to the sun. What's a what's a PFF? <laughs> what's is that points for fun? <laughs> points forward? for forward? running backs that are running forward. PFF. What's what's a PFF? What's a points for what? What's a PFF, Smitty? I, I do I do appreciate the call because it was it was fun it was it was fun I just think Andrew in Andrew's eyes he sees this as a victory like and I think he sees everybody on his side <laughs> I don't I don't know man I don't know bro I don't know what's going on in, in his head right now but there's like no there's like let me just put it this way Andrew there's no argument <laughs> you have no argument and you're still going on about it that's the part I don't understand is you literally got blasted to pieces bro and and I appreciate your attempt at it like I appreciate it but you got blasted and and now you're not reading the room <laughs> god as it, it, a little pf flyers <laughs> <laughs> oh you talking about that this is this is silver You're talking about them PF flyers. Take those PF flyers under the (laughs) sandlot. I think I I talk just like Silver with the megaphone with the megaphone on. You take those PF flyers. Those PF flyers don't got anything on that on that that PFF PFF rating. How many steps can you take in a PF flyer? He takes bigger steps than Gordon in PF flyers. That's what PFF stands for. Silver out. Oh, where were we at? Yeah, to answer that long that long-winded question was uh, who who asked that question? Was that Kevin? Actually, let's let's call the
3: Cam makers bet top fifteen, not top twenty-five. Oh, Cam makers finishes outside of the top
1: fifteen. Good thing he didn't, he didn't hear me say I'd. Good thing he didn't hear me say I'd take the the other one still. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Later, Blackbeard. Appreciate you. What's up? Unbelievable. Yo, know, Smitty, what are your thoughts on the Patriots' wide receiver core? Um, okay, Kenny, I got core it. Core in
2: general. Do you think any wide receivers are going to come out of there that are fantasy
1: relevant? I'm going to stop you right there, TM, and not even let you finish the question. No, I'll let you finish, but no. Uh, you know,
2: what are your thoughts on the rookie? Uh, Taekwon Thornton and uh, and whatnot.
1: No, I'm not, bro, I'm not even I'm not even interested in Patriot players. And, and Andy's still after it. He's still after it. Andy cannot accept. <laughs> so, the the elusive rating, Andy. They're not making it up. They're not just predicting. It, it's off of missed tackles forced per attempt. So like, let me explain something about the stats that I threw at you, Andy. And this might this might hit hit kind of hit, hit kind of sideways. I don't know if you're gonna, you're gonna absorb it because you're just gonna come. You're just hearing one thing and you're just going at it. It's not even going in the ear, Andy. You're just running into a wall head first over and over. You're like Cam Akers. You lower your head and you just go straight into the wall, bro. I gave you a stat: broken tackles. Why did I give you that stat? Because that is one of the most telling stats for a running back. When you're let me put Javante on screen because I'm talking about Javante. I'm probably gonna rant. For a minute, uh, Javante, <laughs> why did I give you that stat? Because there's the only thing in my favor. Because it told my story. No, I gave you that stat because number one in 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 uh, broken tackles is one of the most telling stats when you have volume. Okay, this guy didn't even have the volume. Do you understand what that means? If he had played a full season as a starter, he could have broke. 50 tackles instead of 31. Like, let, let me put this number on. And Andy, I want you to really pay attention to this because this can help you, bro. Instead of just being stubborn and continuing to speak about something that you already lost and you're trying to to establish some sort of... Let me put every graphic I can on Javante. Here's another PFF. I know you're not going to respect the PFF. What's the PFF, buddy? Here's the PFF again. Here's this, this, this untrusted shady PFF stat. <laughs> Don't even know what it is. Like, I'm bringing you three different things, okay? That are very vital to predicting running back um, success. Number one, broken tackles. Harris had 30 broken tackles. Taylor had 25. Chubb had 23. Javante had 31. Ask yourself this question, Andy. Ask yourself this question. If this guy did this at halftime, not percentage like over here, first and forced missed tackles and missed tackle rate. These are two different things, right? Forced missed tackle rate versus forced, or actually broken tackles. They're completely different stats. If this is first, you could use the argument of volume. Okay, well, he didn't have the same volume. If he had had a full season, maybe he would have been less effective. This stat, you can't say that with. This stat, you literally are are saying that Javante Williams playing halftime broke... More tackles halftime than these guys that played the whole year as the starter. Think about what that means. What would Javante have done with a full season? 60? What if Javante broke 60 tackles? What would you be saying, Andy? Like, this man played half of a season, essentially. When you break it down. And he was number one in the NFL. Number one in the NFL. Number one. One in the NFL. These are all different categories, bro. Elusiveness. Forced missed tackle rate. Broken tackles. The number. The actual number. Not a rate. The amount of tackles. What more could you possibly need to at least accept my argument, Andy, and say, Smitty, I get you. Okay? I disagree. I feel like Melvin Gordon's just going to be in the way. Or something, but no, you're actually coming at my Javante Williams take and not just talking about Melvin Gordon and focusing on Melvin Gordon. I mean, like, let's get real. These numbers are staggering. And there's nothing that was won tonight on the other side of the fence, Andy. I'm sorry. Um, let's go to the next voice message. TM, I'm not... I'm sorry I didn't answer your question fully. I'm not investing in any Patriot players really at all. You know, maybe Ramondre Stevenson later or something, but, like, that's it. That's literally it.
4: Hey, Spinny. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I got a quick question for you. Um, are you worried at all about Alberto losing the starting job at tight end uh, with Greg Dolchich pushing him pretty good? What do you like going forward uh, as the starting tight end for Denver.
1: Um, uh, you know, I feel like uh, I liked Alberto a lot. I loved how they were talking him up and they were saying they're going to move him out at wide receiver a lot. And then, then they draft this kid, right? And then now you don't hear much talk and now they're going to compete for the job according to a report I heard. And we don't know how true that is. But I'd, I'd probably say that, that I back off on him a little bit and I've even not drafted him. In a couple leagues when he was kind of an early favorite of, of, of ours in the in the community as like a dark horse. So, I'd probably say, you know, I, I avoid him for now. Let's see here. Super chat. Okay, I'm sorry. We're about out of here anyway. We've gone live for two hours and 13 minutes. Back-to-back shows of over two hours. It's crazy. We've been We've been absolute monsters in here. Uh, super chat from Russian collusion, and that's a big one. That's a ten dollar. Should we stand up for that? Appreciate you, Russian. Appreciate you. And his question was Melvin career average per run four point two yards each year, eighty eight hundred and seventy-seven average T D seven point five seven year average yards before Denver four point oh four with those yearly stats he's a number 3 running back am i wrong so this is what i tried to tell him and now you know what andy's going to hear you said 3.9 i say all the time 3.9 to 4.0 yard per carry pedestrian running back and all he hears is 3.9 3.9 3.9. 3.9. like 4.04 i couldn't be more i could almost i could couldn't be more on point with my trying to spitball it from memory you know he averages barely 4 yards per carry he's pedestrian He's always been pedestrian. He's always been a volume. He needs volume. Volume in order to get to get it done. Denver's been a great place for him. Um, I am out of here. Appreciate every single one of you. Um, we should be live tonight to do some uh, mock drafting or just at least a Q&A you know, on the streets of Phoenix. So look for me there. The Fantasy Football Show is where you get your one-on-one text advice, your bold predictions, your rankings. I've been doing this 20 years, and my bold predictions are are probably the most popular thing that I have going on every single year because that's where the magic happens, the top 12 or so bold predictions. That's where the Mahomes was. That's where Josh Allen was. Both of them were in my top one to five for quarterbacks when no one even liked these guys. Uh, Josh Allen was made fun of. He wasn't ever going to be accurate. Um... Alvin Kamara was on this list when he was like the fifth overall rookie, fifth or sixth overall rookie taken in rookie-only drafts. Everyone said he couldn't—he couldn't be a full-time guy. This bold prediction list is what you need to win your league. It's all at thefantasyfootballshow.com, as is my one-on-one text advice. I respond to every comment. I'll see you tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern, unless news breaks, because I go live whenever news breaks. That was a mouthful. Appreciate everybody. Like, subscribe. See you all tomorrow.
0: Get breached. Get
1: breached. Get breached. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to Get lambed.
3: Get breached. Get breached. Get breached. Get breached.